What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. And that's you. With another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. I got money. And shout out to the Nasty Boys. And shout out for the, P the feed picture lady gang in the building. No Rachel Dolezal pictures, please. All right. This is the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Appreciate y'all for being here. This is the Blue Chip Mindset Wednesdays, where we talk about keeping your money on your mind and your mind on your money or vice versa. Anyway, so um, today's show, we're going to talk about uh, what happens when you make your first $100,000 because, that, because uh, and this is a year. This seems to be one of those uh, measuring sticks or measuring points where people try to attain today. Even women who say, I want a guy that makes six figures. All right. So um, a lot of men are trying to get there. Just so we know, probably somewhere between 80, uh, late 20s, early 30s. All right. 87% of the American population makes less than $100,000 a year. And uh, if you combine house, household incomes, now you're somewhere between 80% of less or, or just a little bit better of Americans that make $100,000 a year in a household. So this is a big threshold. And a lot of men are wanting to make this amount of money. Now, we're going to talk about my history when I passed that threshold. What happened? What happened? Hold on for a second. What happened? Where did all the men go? All right. What happened when I had made that magical, passed that threshold, $100,000 a year? All right. Shout out to everybody. I got money. We're going to talk about what happens. We're going to talk about what you need to do. Does your life change? How does it change? What do you need to do to keep making $100,000 a year? All right. What if you make less than $100,000 a year the next year? Okay. And then we got, we, we, we're talking about inflation. We're talking about some of these things now. Um, and when you're talking about 100K a year, um, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> it's not what it used to be. Back in the 80s, back in the days when I was younger, I'm not a kid anymore. Back in the 80s, you talking about $100,000. You're talking about, you're in the higher echelon of the economic groups in America. You're in the yuppie group, especially if you're in your early 30s or below. You're a pure yuppie. OK, now you're not a yuppie. Now you're based uh, in depending on where you live. Of course, this is all dependent on where you live, because America is a big country. You guys got to understand how big America is. We basically are four countries put together in one. OK, we basically can divide America up into four countries easily. Um, even more if you wanted to really dice it up like Europe. But with that being said, with that being said, you can make 100K in one area of the country. And you could be poor. I mean, you could be barely feeling like you're making it, right? You could feel like you're barely making it with 100K. Or you could be somewhere else in this country. And we could, you could feel like you're very much wealthy. All right. You could be, um, you could be wealthy. You could feel like you're wealthy. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the baby daddy. So we're going to open up the show with the baby daddy. This is why we're trying to school you young men out here. The baby daddy that brought food to his baby mama. And he has a child with the baby mama, but she also has children with other men. And she exposed him and scolded him all right, for bringing food for his child and not bringing food for the other child. All right. Mm. Not, not, not the other child, the other children. Okay, we're going to talk about that one 
because it's too hot of an issue not to bring up, and we gots to talk about this. Anyway, man, shout out to the Coach Gang. Do me a favor. All right, hit the like button. That's the first thing you guys can do. It's the magical way the algorithm works. You can hit the dislike button if you want. They don't even show dislikes anymore, but you can hit the dislike button if you want. This show does not promote hate or harm nor anything else towards any other gender or race, class, uh, social status, or relationship status. We welcome married men and women here. Uh, married women, um, as long as you tell your husband that you're watching CGA, it's all good to me. I don't want him to have any animosity that you're watching this handsome brother on a daily basis, and then he catches you. Who are you watching? All right, why are you watching that handsome brother right there with that milk dud head? All right, what, what's going on here? And um, so married women, you can watch me. You'll learn a thing or two because you've been too busy marketing yourself as such an amazing catch. And then you think you have no flaws. All right. You are with flaw. And I will point out those flaws in your logic, because when you see the video that I'm going to play about this baby mama, you're going to see flawed logic here. All right. But it's not just it's not just her fault. But anyway, the first thing you can do is tick that like button. And then the next thing you can do, if you're new to this show, this is the best edutainment show here on YouTube. This is the realest show here on YouTube. This is the desert storm. All right, I'm in the bunker here. You're going to get major, major information that, that many men have wished they would have gotten, you know, when they were in their 20s and 30s. You're getting that here. You're going to get the real. This is the realest. We don't fool you over here. I'm not trying to sell you any dating programs, all right, that you're going to fail at anyway. So we give you the real over here. So do me a favor, hit that like or dislike button. That's the first thing you can do. The next thing you can do is support the show, dollar sign CGA Live, right there at the bottom right-hand screen, point of your screen. That is the cash app. You do have to go to your phone here because I am being watched. They are watching me like a hawk over here. They're making sure. They're trying to see how they can. All right, what did he say? What? He's not saying. Guys, the stuff that I see here on YouTube that's getting a free ride, I'm like, what am I saying over here? Good Lord. <laughs> what am I saying? I mean, I see people cursing. I see people talking about nasty stuff. They had this woman talking about she sucked off her, 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 some dude and went home. Or no, what did he do? He let off, roared all up in her belly, all up in her insides. And then her, her husband or boyfriend, he came and was eating out his kids out of her box. It was on YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Somebody sent me the clip. I was like, I can't play that clip. Then I saw 15 videos of people playing that clip. I was like, <laughs> I have coded language. I don't curse. I mean, I probably said 10 cuss words in four years on this on this platform. And they watching me like a hawk. I'm like, what? And they're descriptive over there. I come up with coded language. I'll be like this. I'm like, look. I never say anything. I never say anything. Nothing about penetration, nothing. And then they just 18-year-old restrict my content. <laughs> like, I'm not even saying nothing. What do y'all do over there? I'm, I'm thoroughly confused as to what's going on. Anyway, uh, now that I got that off my chest. <laughs> All right. This is a family show. All right. You can also contribute via PayPal on the PayPal link that I'm going to put here at the top of the live chat. And I'm going to get better. I'm going to type it as I talk, all right? And I already messed up. All right, let me see here. And then you'll see it there. And then we're also going to have a poll related to this first question right here or the first segment that we're going to go to. So paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. You can click on that link. 
through your computer, sign into your PayPal link. If you don't want me to say your government name, because I know a lot of your government names are linked to these apps, let me know. Just say don't share my government name, or you can change your name in the settings and then go from there. Okay, so uh, we got that out of the way. We're going to get into the first. Oh, no, no, no. This is what we do. We get into the earlier contributors because these we, we really appreciate the people who were contributing nice and early. So somebody contributed yesterday at the end of show. And it is uh, we're going to call you. Uh, uh, I can't pronounce this. It's I we're going to call you a <laughs> I can't even pronounce it. It's one word. It looks like Aaliyah, but there's no L. All right. I I can't pronounce it. So we're going to call you I A I X. Sorry about that. He says they're watching you like KS. Be careful and discreet. A hundred percent. And RIP to Kevin Samuels. Y'all already forgot about the brother, didn't y'all? He ain't been dead six weeks, and y'all done forgot about the brother. So um pretty sad. But yes. Um, yes, I will be careful and discreet. You gotta you gotta watch out in these streets today, man. Uh everybody, anybody can be a target. People always talk about, oh, it's just YouTube and YouTubers, and you make money from YouTube. YouTube is it right now. I don't know if you guys know. I mean, YouTube is where it's at. YouTubers are out here blowing out cable television programming. Not only are they blowing out cable television programming, they're blowing out mainstream network programming. Okay. Programming. They're blowing them out. YouTube is where it's at. Dude, there are people, there are YouTubers you've never heard of that are making $500,000 a year. They might, there's some making $500,000 a month. They're blowing. There's YouTubers that are making more than rappers. Okay. And these rappers running around talking about they've got blingy bling and all of that and cars and fast cars and money, clothes and hoes. And there's YouTubers blowing them out the box. All right. Or out the water. They, they, they're, they're slamming rappers. All right. In terms of money, they ain't rappers can't even keep up to YouTubers. Okay. There's YouTubers that are making more money than actors and actresses. All right, so I don't I, I love it when people are like, y'all, you just it's just YouTube money. I'm like, please, are you kidding me? YouTube is it right now. And this, I don't know how long it'll last, but you can make you can make a killing on YouTube. So everybody that puts down YouTubers, I'm I'm always like, you got to be insane. Uh, even if you make, let me just say something. Even if you make, let's just say you made two thousand dollars a month on YouTube. That's 2000 that you're making not having to get up and go to work. Come on, please. Let's get put some perspective. And that's he said. That's why a lot of actors are moving to YouTubers. Actually, um, there's there are some actors that can't make the full time move to YouTube. There were some actors that were struggling actors in Los Angeles and they started YouTube and they don't even have to act no more. They were like, well, I make more money doing YouTube than I would make in any movie role. So. Um, this is how crazy it is. Uh, and, and then some actors are coming over because they don't have consistent work on in their acting career. And they're like, I'll just go on YouTube. Brie Larson. All right. Even Will Smith joined the made YouTube. So Pete's um, put that in perspective. All right. I love when when people try to criticize it. But I'm telling you, bro, uh, where it's at is YouTube because, yeah, somebody said the multiple revenue streams, the streams that you can make if you do get an audience on YouTube, it's like nothing else. It's like nothing else. So anyway, yeah, Russell Brand's on YouTube. He's big time. So uh, and then not only that, the podcasts. So now you're seeing everybody. I'm going to make a podcast. See, this is what I'm talking about. That's the effect of 
these mainstream people going, man, these people are making money on podcasts. So now everybody's got a podcast. I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> All right. I didn't see KS get a shout out on BET Awards. I did not see that. So shout out to Thomas D in the building. He says, I love your content. Pause. I said Thomas D. But Thomas D, which said he says, I love your content. That was earlier, earlier today. Albert Ingram says, Pastor Greg Adams, I'm just paying my tithes. Appreciate you, brother. Shout out to you guys for being here, man. Thank you for the early contribution. Moose Hefner says, shout out to the TNT boys, the tactics in the time. All right, the tactics in the time. All right, the time is the most valuable asset. Young men, listen to me. Time is your most valuable asset. Anybody that tells you to piss away time in order to try to get something for free, we're going to talk about free peace leave here in a minute. All right. Um, anybody that tells you to throw away time, approach 100 women, they, they're leading you astray. You're doing it backwards. You're hustling backwards. Trust me, you are. And many of it for low quality. Brian Horsley back in the building. Thank you, sir. All right. Uh, XL Pro Services, man. I appreciate these, bro. These earlier contributors are the, also the, the routine contributors. And we'll give all of these guys sponsorship today. He says, XL Pro Services says, money, power, then respect. It is always in that order. It is always in that order. Okay, Simon Small, another one. He says, shout out to the coach gang. Hashtag free agent for lifestyle. Hashtag Jasmine Rice Fund. All right, those girls need a little bit of loving. They need their belly full. They need their toes and nails painted. All right, I ain't the one. But but you you will can come over and give me a little something. Drop off a little something for daddy. All right. <laughs> so I could just lay here in my boxer shorts and my slides, my Nike slides. Come on over. I don't even put no cologne on. I jump in the shower. All right, get up under my armpit, and here come a junior college girl dropping off that package. All right, not the bad package, the good package. A&A Radio says, thank you, man. Appreciate you, sir. Oh, yeah, ETC ready to work in the building, enjoying my mecation. He's on mecation. Where you at, brother? All right, free agent lifestyle for life. I need to get back on vacation for real. Shout out to 365 Fitness in the building. Thank you, coach, for everything. I appreciate the truth, all right? Men are waking up to the truth, all right? So I appreciate this, man. I give the truth as the truth is needed in this society right now. The fantasy days are over. Uh, Let me see. I got a couple of PayPals real quick that I'm going to go over. No government name. We going to call you Grady in the building. Longtime Ninja Watcher. First time support with the Super Chat. I'm 24, Gen Z on the high-functioning side of the spectrum. Grew up in the Bible Belt. Kentucky, Tennessee time. And he says, have stories about Christian girls. Any advice uh, for coach gang members on the spectrum and where to seek it? Love the channel. Thank you, brothers. We do have, actually, I've got a couple of coaching calls for men that have been on the spectrum and um, actually have experience working with men, um, young, young children, mostly like 12, 13, 14 that have been on the spectrum as well. So I do, um, you know, um, you know, Asperger's and autism. I do understand it. I don't understand a lot on the technical side, but I do understand how to communicate and all that stuff and how there's going to be a lot of people with those issues that are high functioning that will be in the, that will be mainstream and they are going to be dating. and They're going to be in your workplace. They're going to be. And so these people, they're, they're superb people. They know what to do. They know what to do. They know how to do things very well. And they're going to be in the dating marketplace and they want information. They want this information. Um, so if the coach gang, he's grew up in the Bible belt. So um, he's got those Christian girls, them Christian girls with the boots. 
all right, in the white dress, and they show about this much of their cankles. You know what I mean? You, know, you see the big part of their calf all the way up to their knee, and they got it right up to the knee. The little Christian girls, oh man, I love them little Christian girls. All right, boy, but you, uh, it's gonna be a long time. <laughs> them girls right there, man, they're gonna put you through the ringer. You got to jump through hoops and hurdles with them little Christian girls. If you're trying to knock down Christian girls, all right, um, you got to know the secret to get them on the sneak slide. All right, on the slide. You know what I mean? You got to get them on the low. You can't get them wide open like that. You know what I mean? You got to get them on the sneak and the slide because they got Christian, those Bible Belt girls, they got girls that they got to report back to. They, You can get them. You can get them, but <laughs> them Christian girls, you got to be on the, now we took, he said Kentucky, Tennessee. So we talking about country Christian girls. We're not talking about Memphis, Tennessee, Christian girls. Mm. We're not talking about Memphis, Tennessee, Christian girls. All right. You can't have a business out. See that, see the, the little country Christian girls. You can't have a business out in these streets. All right. In these streets. They nasty. But you got to keep it. You got to keep it on the low low. Come on over. Yes, yeah, sneak on over. Get on over here. And they want to get on their hands and knees. They wants to get on their hands and knees. They want to be nasty. They nasty, especially if they're a pastor's girl, pastor's daughter. Nasty. All right. But don't have a business out in the street because, you know, you're going to ruin it because most of these people, uh, they grow up in these areas. The the uh, Bible Belt, you're not talking about millions of people you're talking about tens to hundreds of thousands of people so you're in shreveport louisiana you're somewhere in monroe louisiana you can't have these bible girls business out in these streets in these streets you, gotta, you know when you get a romp in the hay barnyard yeah barnyard bashing you get a romp in the hay you gotta be like yeah girl uh-huh going to zip your zipper up uh-huh tighten up your country us big buck belt buckle belt all right and then march on off. You know what I mean? You just, thank you, baby. Uh-huh. But they be wanting to get they back blown out. Them country girls want they back blown out. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Shout out to Shreve. Everybody in Shreve. Monroe. All right. Appreciate everybody up in northern Louisiana, up in the northern boot. All right, I know a little bit about Louisiana, Louisiana in the building. All right, okay, I'm messing around, y'all. Let me get back. Let me do one more PayPal. Oh, man, I skipped one, but that would do a shout out to Mr. Gutierrez in the building. We're going to call you Mario. He says, thank you, brothers. Keep up the good work in educating men of all ages. Yeah, thank you, brother. Appreciate that. That's what we're doing here. You're not going to get this information anywhere else. Last one. And I, no government name. Uh, we're going to call you, we'll call you Amari in the building. He says, I don't know if you talked about this last night, but did you see California residents are getting a, uh, a $1,000 inflation relief check? <laughs> I saw that Governor Gruesome Newsome on the, on the side. $1,000, bro? What the hell? I mean, listen, it's better than nothing. But I'm sure you have to qualify that for some sort of tax, tax structure. 1000 bucks. California, bro. Like it's California. Soon as you get the check, it's gonna be eaten up. I'm sure I'm gonna have to pay taxes on that the next year. Good Lord, have mercy. These these blue states are disastrous. I just don't know if you guys are noticing that. Do you guys know that? 
I mean, I love, you know, you know, I ride, I used to ride with Democrats. But if you look, their states are disastrous. Although California is sitting on a deficit, I don't know how. I mean, I mean, I don't not in a deficit. They're sitting on money. I don't know how, but uh somehow gruesome Newsom's been stacking chips. But the the blue cities and the blue states are absolutely dysfunctional. I mean, uh Chicago, Baltimore, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, these are all hell holes. Why? It is absolutely why. I don't get it. And California is one of those lands. I listen, I'm a Californian for life. But uh, we'll get to the show here. Um, the thing I love about California is the coast. Pacific Coast, you can't beat it. It's a paradise. Um, it's getting run down now. Uh, a lot of poor people are moving to California because of the weed, women, weed, and the weather. And uh, they're going there to California. Like I said, we're going to talk about 100K. You're going there. If you don't make money there, you're going to be struggling. Struggling. I mean, listen, I made good money and I was making bad money. Then I was making good money. I've, I've lived in all kind of economic conditions in Southern California. Okay. To where I was making it, where I wasn't making, I was barely making it. I was hustling and grinding. If you don't have no hustle or no grind, if you don't have no, if you're just going to go in and go get your paycheck, clock in and clock out in Southern California, dude, just plan on being in this struggle zone. Absolute struggle zone. And there's too many struggle, struggle, uh, struggle, drag leashes in California. They think you can bring, bring the same work ethic from Cleveland to California. <sighs> Please do not go to California. All right. And you're not going to make a lot of money when you get there. All right, don't think so. Now, you're going to get a bump in income. You're going to come from Cleveland or Cincinnati or Columbus, and you're making 35 there. You'll come to California and make 75. Guess what? You're broke. Mm. Welcome to being broke. <laughs> okay, you're still, you'll, you'll be living better in Cleveland off 35 than you will in California off 70. All right, you will get a bump in income. You're, you'll be making 70, but you'll still have three roommates or two at least if you're single. If you're supporting your family on one income, good luck. Mm. You broke. <laughs> All right, people don't get it. I'm like, you're broke. All right, let's get into this broke story right here. So let's put up a poll. This story is about a man, a baby daddy. First of all, if you're being referred to as a baby daddy, this is one of the problems in your life. Uh, you're in the wrong neighborhood. You're in the wrong community. Okay, this is one of these guys that got free sex, and he bragged about it at one particular point. But look at the headache that he has the rest of his life, all for a free piece of peace leave. And I would love to see the woman on the other side of this phone when we get to the video. But this is the story. I'll break it down, and then we'll play the video. A baby daddy, he was bringing food for his child. And, of course, his child has siblings, but those siblings aren't the baby daddy's child. This woman has multiple baby daddies. But the, ba the baby daddy's bringing lunch, which was in the form of McDonald's, which was a problem. He's bringing lunch to his child. Unfortunately, though, he lived, the child lives with other young children. So the baby mama thinks that this is egregious, that he would only bring McDonald's for his child and not the other children. Because she's saying, and this is the, I'm trying to rationalize as a logical baby mama type woman on welfare checks and she admits it the the mom says it would be unfair f 
for his child to be eating on McDonald's and not the other children. America, you get what you deserve. All right, you guys are doing, this is what you get for fornicating, thinking you're getting free sex. This is what you get for multiple baby daddies. This is what you get for banging on single mothers. This is the, this is the stuff that you get. So um, let's go ahead and play the video. Then we'll put up a poll. I mean, absolute, the mindset of Americans. It's, it's actually, this, you guys get what you deserve. All right, so here's the video here. Let's see if I'm sharing this. I got to wait for the delay. I am, in fact, indeed sharing this. I shared it on my Twitter. And the comment section on this video is amazing. So you had mostly men, like 85% of men saying the baby mama was in the wrong. Then you had 15% of men saying, yes, I get what he was trying to do, but it was egregious what he did. Then you had 85% of women saying he was wrong as hell for not bringing other uh, more food for the other children that aren't his biologically. This is the mindset. Guys, gentlemen, if you are from communities like this and you just listen to the woman, she talking about fitna and all of this stuff. I'm fitting to call him. I'm fitting to expose him. You guys, I'm, I'm telling you, get out of these communities. Let's go ahead and listen. Day, my baby daddy come here with one meal for my child. Day, my baby <coughs> daddy come here with one meal for my child. But I have three other kids. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing to McDonald's. But what about my other kids? How come you can't feed my other kids from McDonald's though? Like that's bogus as hell. Like you're not going to sit here and make my other kids feel left out. And you're only bringing one child something to eat. Look, there he go. And I bet you he only got one thing in there. Wow. I bet you he don't even. I'm finna expose out of him so people can see how he really is. So this is a lot of times when you're arguing with your baby mom, you guys are so polar opposites. It's unbelievable. I'll break the video down, but I'm trying to play it in full. It ain't more than it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What's up? Because I'm finna expose you. What? Because that don't look that don't look enough for all my kids. That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger. One burger. One. Okay, so you guys saw that there was a part two to this video, so we will watch that in a minute. But we got to break down the early parts of this video. This is outrageous. So let me do this. I got to put up a poll. Um, let me see here. Do you think? Do you think the baby daddy was wrong? Was wrong for not bringing food for the other kids. All right, we're gonna put up a vote. Do you think the baby that was wrong for not bringing food for the other kids? Yes and no. Okay, we gotta ask the community right there. Uh, yeah, this is what you get, guys. I'm telling you guys. Uh, you, you know, you get to the age where you're getting free sex. This was obviously a free sex woman. He, I would be appalled if he ever paid for her for any reason. But he impregnated her. He got knocked up. I show you that this is how you pay on the back end. This is how you pay. You get stress, uh, grief. Uh, you try to make an effort. She finna expose him all because he's bringing food to his child. But because she has other children from other men, he's supposed to bring food 
for all these other people. So there's people in the comment section that saying, yes, he was wrong for that. And that there he should have brought food for the other kids. I mean, I'm not agreeing with that. There are other people that said he should have took the kid to lunch instead of bringing the food in front of the other kids. Now, if you see the next part of the video, which we'll play in part two, he asks where the son is. He was like, what are you talking about? Well, bring the son down to me. And then she was like, well, he up him upstairs, him upstairs, meaning she's controlling when he sees the child. So it wasn't as if he could say, uh, bring down my child, Demetrius, and we'll go to McDonald's. She still would have balked at that because why don't you take my other kids? Why are you going to take Demetrius to McDonald's and him come back full of Happy Meal and apple pies and, and chocolate sundaes and him bragging about going to McDonald's? I got McDonald's. He still would have been in the wrong. He still would have been in the wrong. And number three part of that, she was probably going to uh, keep custody. She's keeping custody away from him. All right. You can clearly see that this is this type of situation. So she's exposing him. <laughs> she hashtag exposing, exposing him. And this is what she thinks he's doing. Wow. For all for some free eggs. <laughs> Somebody said he was wrong. Okay. Um, go ahead and put it there. Don't, don't, don't put it in the bowl there. Uh, where are we at? Oh, I'm over here. Let's go ahead and play that part again. Daddy, my baby daddy, come here with one meal for my child. But I have three other kids. Whose problem is that? Daddy, how was, okay, listen. Technically, it's his problem because I don't know the order of the kids. If if the kids were older and um his child is younger, it's his bad. Because he is for, we tell you about single mothers, guys. We don't say single mothers are bad. We say you're inheriting baggage. This is the type of stuff that you go through when you mess with single mothers. And when you break up with single mothers and you become the before daddy, the after daddy, and the during daddy, or the biological daddy, this is what you deal with, especially straggle daggles. Wow. Well, um, I, but I got other kids. I got three other kids. <laughs> Oh, my God. So she has four kids. Probably three or four baby daddies. That's your problem, ma'am. But he made it his problem. Continuing. We have one kid together, but he only want to come and bring one thing to McDonald's. But what about my other kids? That's a question that you have to answer for yourself. I don't see why. I don't see why it's his duty to feed the other kids. Could he have brought his kid to McDonald's by himself? Yes. Yes. But he does not have to feed your other kids. I know people are doing the psychological. Well, the other kids are going to feel left out. And I don't think that's his problem. That is not his problem. No. He doesn't have a duty to bring food to the other kids. I don't care what you say. He has zero duty. Now, he messed up by impregnating a woman that has three other kids or two or I don't know how many at the time. Even if his child is the oldest kid and then the kids are under, he doesn't have a duty. He does not have to feed the other kids. Ku Klux Keisha in the building. Yes, sir, Sizzo. How come you can't feed my other kids McDonald's though? He does not have to feed your other kids McDonald's. That The other fathers can. Now let's put the shoe on the other foot. Do the other fathers feed the the son that is in question 
do the other fathers bring them your the other kids McDonald's? That would be the question that I would like to ask her. Because she's assuming we're assuming that that when this happens, he's the only one saying, "Hey, I ain't bringing the other kids food." Like that's bogus as hell. Like you're not gonna sit here and make my other kids feel left out. He does. He has no duty to your other kids. He made it. He made his bed. He made his bed, but he does not have to feel about. Look, look he don't know if the other kids are on a custody visit. He doesn't know. It's not his responsibility to even know that. I believe she called him and said, bring some food over. This is what I'm gathering here because he must have done this before. So she's exposing him. I think she must have, he must have done this before. So she's anticipating that he's only going to bring one bag of food or one thing of food, as she says. And you're only bringing one child something Eat. Look, there you go. And I bet you he only got one thing in there. I bet you he only got one thing in there. I bet you he only got one thing in there. What cities is this? <laughs> and I bet you, let's see if there's a license plate on here. Like that's bogus as hell. Like you're not finna sit. Look at this raggedy ass, straggling ass apartment complex that she's in, by the way. Here and make my other kids feel left out. I can't see the you're license plate. Bringing... That looked like Wisconsin, Kentucky. I one can't tell. Something. Yeah, can't wait. This is one thing in there. <laughs> one thing in there. All right. She only gonna bring one thing in there. Eat. Look, there you go. And this look like Milwaukee, don't it? I'm always on Milwaukee's neck. This look like some Milwaukee-ish. Look at this damn car. Got rust all in it. Rusties. This day. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she lived on the main road. <laughs> It's somewhere in the back. She only got one thing in there. It got to be Chicago. <laughs> oh, my God. And I bet you he only got one thing in there. In there. I bet you he don't even. I bet you. I bet you he fixing. A, I'm fixing. I'm fixing. All right. So this definitely somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere near the South. All right. I'm fixing to expose him. Hey, if you're messing with women who say fixing. Yeah, bro. Skedaddle. Minnesota, it could be Minneapolis too. Baltimore. I'm finna expose him. I'm finna. So people can see how I'm finna. I'm finna. I'm finna expose him. Finna. All right. I'm finna. He really is. For, the 414 is Milwaukee. That this is Milwaukee. Some this is some Milwaukee-ish. More than it ain't more than enough food in that bag for everybody. What's up? What's up? Because I'm he said, "What you got? Oh, this is Milwaukee for sure. This definitely Milwaukee's. This, this is some Baltimore. This is um. Look at this. Uh, look at this long care over here. Trash everywhere. Good lord. Look at this all trash everywhere. Look at these old ass dilapidated abandoned buildings. All right, that that white folks used to live in in the 1950s, and they skedaddled out of there when the blacks migrated to the south the last time." I bet you rent here is $350, all right? And that's before you apply a, a rent voucher. Look at this. Uh, look at this. Look at this care. <laughs> look at this damn long care. Anyway, let's go ahead. Yeah, that is uh, Burleigh. This is 25th and Burleigh around there. All right, anyway. I'm going to expose you what? because that don't, look, that don't look enough for all my kids. 
That don't look enough for all my kids. What is that? That's just one burger? One burger, one and daddy, my baby. That just one burger? One burger? <laughs> all right. So yes, it's one burger for my one son. So let's 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 think about this for a second. I'm looking at my votes. Six percent of people that are watching us today hit the like button. These are the people who hit the dislike. South side of Chicago for sure. That don't look enough. That ain't gonna look enough. I'm finna. Hey man, we got to do better. Uh, we got to talk about quality here in a minute. All right, paying for quality. Sometimes when you make 100K, you got to pay for quality. Because paying for free is not worth it. Six, 7% of people have said that this man is wrong for bringing food to his kid and not the other kids. I would love to hear the rationalization for this, but we're going to read some comments. This is going to give you some clarity on these issues. Stop messing with these straggles. Okay, um, men, this is for you. It's his fault. That he's in this situation. Uh, one man says here, as a man, are you responsible for another person's kids? No. However, you got to be a piece of ish to buy food for your kid and let his siblings sit and watch them eat. Even if you could only afford food for your son um, or you wanted to do something special for just him. Um, he obviously doesn't look like he's in great economic shape. I mean, he's not rich. He doesn't make six figures. He's living somewhere on uh, 25th and Burleigh. Okay. He's living somewhere on Center Street, uh, uh, 25th, uh, 4th and Keefe, you know, mm. Keefe Avenue. He, he's coming over from Wells. <laughs> Shout out to Milwaukee. Um, he don't look like he got enough money to buy four kids food. Um, I'm reading the comments. I don't know if you want me to share the screen while I read the comments. It's, they're pretty small here. Why? Do, I'm I'm confused. For uh, one Happy Meal could be five bucks. One Happy Meal could be five bucks. But if you times that by four, you're talking about 20 bucks. Now, that could be digging into his pockets i mean twenty dollars is not i mean that's a lot of money for most americans i'm talking about 85 percent of americans so i don't know why he is so responsible for that uh this woman here says um her name is of course coco chanel and she probably lives in the hood let me see if i can make these comments a little larger here uh it says creating sibling rivalry sibling resentment child guilt complex and increasing daily the feeling of the other kids possible abandonment all over one small budget is just not worth it most men agree with his actions but fail to consider the effects on all the kids including his own wow hey this is another indicator i always tell you i'm very much happy with women in social media i know we say women are you know, shouldn't be doing or saying what they're saying on social media. I am thrilled that women are able to express their opinion. I am absolutely thrilled. As a matter of fact, I think it makes it easier for me to walk the hell away from their ass. I think it makes it easier for me to say, um, going free agent lifestyle is the best decision I ever made. Because now we get to see how a lot of these people rationalize. So when they come to you and say, I'm a great catch and all I'm looking for is a power couple and I'm, I'm looking for this and that, you see how they act. Somebody said MGTOW. When you go MGTOW, this is why. This is why people go MGTOW. 
because these are the same people wondering why men aren't uh, uh, acting right and wifing women up. And then you see we're so far off the same page. It's ridiculous, especially melanated people. Black men and women are so far off the same page. It is mind boggling. And you see it in these comment sections. Here it is. Another sister. Stragnisha in the building. She's right. Maybe it's only his responsibility to take care of one, but it's her responsibility to take to take care of all of them. Okay. Yes, it's her responsibility to take care of all of them. Somebody got to pay for all my children. Oh, we got to find that clip. I got to find that clip. Somebody needs to be held accountable and they need to pay. This is the mindset. Okay, it's her responsibility to take care of all the children, but it ain't his. <laughs> and that's you. As a daycare teacher, if a kid has a birthday and the parent only brings enough birthday treats for one, the rule is to politely ask them to step outside. This ain't a daycare, baby. This is this is parents and baby mamas. He doesn't know, he doesn't know there's other kids there. Somebody says, you sound like a single mama to three kids with different baby daddies. Okay. Maybe that's a response to him. Here's another, looks like a woman. Nah, because this is really effed up for the children. He should just pick his son up and take him out to eat instead of having him eat food in front of his sibling's face. It's not about who kid it is. Wait, it's not about whose kid is who. Oh, boy. These are child, they, wait, these are child siblings here. Jesus. Man, I'm glad I left the community long time ago. It will be, it will, dude, you know what it would take for me to come back to the community? Absolutely not. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man, what you going to do? Look out, boys, it's coming through. Yeah, man, yeah, man. Here's another one. Have, oh, I like this one. Having multiple kids with multiple multiple men, knowing full well you're not financially equipped to take care of them is a different kind of insanity. So what about the woman here? She had multiple kids, multiple men. She can't take care of them. You'll hear in clip number two. She can't take care of them. And, and she asked this guy to bring food, and he only brings food for one. But she's like, what about my other kids? That's your fault. Having multiple kids with multiple women, knowing full well you're not financially equipped to take care of them is a different kind of insanity. So she, this woman is kind of right and wrong, and my, or I agree and disagree. Yes, he's wrong for having kids with a woman that has multiple kids. Yes, he's absolutely wrong. But it doesn't seem like he's not financially equipped to take care of all of them. He's taking care of who he's responsible for. Uh, let me go here, here. This is the same type of lady who will record herself beating the ish out of a 90-year-old granny. Wait, out of a 90-year-old granny and saying the granny insulted her yet. Well, who cares about that? Here's a woman. He's weird for doing this. And in front of his child's siblings, no less. How do you think the child will feel eating in front of the siblings while they're not? I'm confused. <laughs> what? I get that part. I get that part. Man, both this people deserve each other. She's right for calling this out because this ish will create resentment amongst the children 
if it goes on long enough. Somebody says she needs to cook. Why can't she cook the other people food? Uh, this woman's talking about slut shaming here. Here's another black woman here. Why are men so focused on doing the bare minimum? It's not your responsibility. Wait, it's not your responsibility. It's just what you do. Reason 997,000 why women want to stay single. Uh, these are getting ratio, by the way. Somebody said bare minimum. Yeah, stay single if you can't provide the bare minimum. Spreading your legs. Okay, they're talking about her not being responsible for the other kids. Um, Aretha says this is ugly on both of their parts, but there are innocent children involved. He could have fed them too. And this person right here <laughs> says, where the baby, where the daddy's at? Her behind the camera. Let me do one more. King Rico Riccio says it's just effing McDonald's. Not like she said he had to buy them Jordans. She's still out of pocket, but he is tactless as well. Been here before, always made decisions to feed all. Everyone needs foods. There's no parentheses there. This is why the hood, this is this is why the community is in the position it's in. This is why this man's wrong and right at the same time. She's wrong altogether. He ain't wrong. He's not responsible for the other kids. Somebody says, if it ain't your biological kids, then F them kids. All right. So. Wow. I'm absolutely floored here. This is one of the this is one of the most uh, simplest things, but complicated at the same time. Something so simple, but complicated. You know why? Let's talk about premarital sex. Let's talk about marry before you carry, carry before you marry. Let's talk about all of these issues. These are issues that let's talk about the issues that I talked about. You being raised by single moms and knowing and not really knowing how you missed out on life in general. But this is what happens when you put the cart before the horse. This is what happens when you have a mindset of the community where you have 78% single mother or single parent raised kids. And then you try to work and rationalize these situations to make it make sense. This is what happens when you have multiple baby daddies. This is what happens when you mess with single mother. This is what happens when you become a step daddy or a step dummy. This is what happens when you. Do things backwards. This is what happens when you lean on handouts. This is what happens. Because think people think you can easily just make this decision to do these things. But this is the type of stuff that comes on the back end of it. And then people try to work it out and rationalize it. It's pretty simple. He has no duty to support the other kids. The hell with what the, mo the mama should be able to feed the other kids, period. He has no duty to bring, well, they're going to feel bad about McDonald's. Hey, that's their problem. They should feel bad by living on 25th and Burleigh or on Martin Luther King Boulevard or living with all that trash in front of the apartment complex. They should feel bad that she's on welfare checks. It ain't his fault that the kids feel bad that they're in poverty. They're impoverished because the mother has multiple baby daddies, period, and she has no wedding ring. They're in poverty not because of him. This is what happens when you put the cart before the horse, this is what happens when you, when you, when you act. Oh boy, I can almost slipped up there. Mm. <laughs> almost said something that I shouldn't have said. Really, I got a funny video to share with you guys. I mean, this is despicable behavior on everybody's part by normalizing, um, in uh, immoral type behavior. Living in, let's play part two to the video. 
this is what happens when you think you can just have multiple baby dads. This is what happens when you get free sex, depend on free sex, and knock up straggle daggles. Thinking you got game. Um, let me see here. I'm gonna play part two of the video of his response. Am I sharing the screen? Hold on for a second. Oh no, I'm not. All right. There it is. There. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, so here we go. Listen to her. The, this is part two. You know I don't get my full test to the seven. This is what happens when you mess with Stragnesha's. You know I don't get my food stamps until the seventh. All, fr all free sex is not free. Free sex is not free. I've been telling you guys. I've been telling you guys. I've been telling you guys. Not only does he have to experience trauma, not only has he experienced this broken home syndrome, not only has he experienced being get exposed by somebody that's finna expose him, this is what you get when you pay for low-quality women, meaning you get free sex. This is what it, this is what you pay for. So he getting what he's getting what he paid for. You know I don't get my full sex to the seven. How's that my problem? And that's a good question. <laughs> okay, listen. He di he didn't marry her. They're not together. He's bringing food to his kid. How was his her financial situation his problem? I'm sure he's paying child support. But she's using his child support as a source of income for the entire household, which is a dumbass, <laughs> ignorant move. I've actually broken that down. Child support is not income. And now she's using social services as income, which is another dumb, ignorant move as well. All right, you're never going to get out of that cycle. But ignorant's going ignorant. All right, but let's go ahead and play the rest. But if you're trying to help out, though, you're I'm not helping not, out. I'm not trying to help. I'm trying to help my son. My All right, so he's like, I ain't trying to help you. There are some people that says, well, she is your baby mom. Wouldn't you like to see her living in a good situation? Not necessarily, no. That's not my problem. And if she can't live in a good situation and afford kids, let the kid live with me. I can I can support the kid better. Why would I um, why would I put myself in a worse financial position to elevate her? Well, because she has your kids. No, put the kid with me. Because then I can elevate the kid in a better financial. Why should I live in poverty and elevate them? This is my course. So put them in your room. Bring them out to the car. So I gotta put bring them out to the car. No, no, no. Ah, there it is. There it is. So there it is. So the people that said, why didn't he take the kid to lunch alone? And I said she probably is restricting access to the kid for stuff like this. You need to bring a hundred dollars. You need to bring two hundred dollars. You need to bring him lunch. So he asks, he asked her. Bring the kid out to me. Let me take the kid to lunch. And she immediately said, no, no, no. So she's making a choice. She's making a choice. You got to bring him food, but you can't take him away from me. Why? Child support, custody, you name it. Terrorism. There was the crux of the issue. If she wanted to make it better, she could have. And he said, them yo damn kids. Okay, bring my kid out. Bring my kid to the car. Let me take the kid to lunch. No, no, no. They're not eating 
no, no, no. He's not going to eat that shit at all if you can't bring enough for everybody. She's creating the problem. She's creating the problem. He wants to, he can separate the kids. He doesn't have to have the kids, Um, he doesn't have to give the kids the food in front of the other kids. That seems to be everybody's problem. Oh, he's going to eat food in front of everybody else. Okay, well, give the kid to the father. Nah, we ain't doing that. Yes. You sound dumb. How is that dumb? You sound I, dumb. I you sound to, dumb. Where are their daddies at? Oh, that's the key question. Where are their daddies at? This is what free peace leave looks like. And she's saying he sounds dumb, but she's not letting him, letting him. And I use that term loosely. I hate to say that, letting him. She is, she's extorting him. She's harboring the children away from the father, and um, he's the bad guy. I hate it when men think they have to ask for custody or to see their kid, and she's not letting him. This is ridiculous. She can easily say, well, why don't you go with your father to lunch, and it's not an issue, but she can't do that because she's extorting him, and she's making him feel bad and guilty for the other kids not eating and her food stamps are not in. It's not his fault. Nobody told your to talk to mother. You had them other kids. Them, them your responsibility. You know I don't get my food stamps to the seven. Man, listen to that. Screeching banshee. <laughs> right. I'm not trying to sound righteous here. But I live up in the Oh. We're gonna talk about quality here for a second. Cause obviously men cannot distinguish between low quality, right? Uh you know, I'm getting free sex out here. And this is the result of your free sex. This is you. Okay, that was one nut. All right, that was one night and one nut. And then he's got, he's got, I don't know, that kid can't be more than seven years old. He's got at least another 12, 20 years of pain and misery for him trying to rationalize with that individual. If they can't even come to a simple agreement on food, and she's got three other kids, so she's got four total, they don't look older than 35 years old. That man is in trouble. And let me tell you something, guys, as a, 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 as a man, just look in the comment section. These are the women who are complaining about you. These are the women who want relationships with you. These are the women that say, well, I'll just stay single. These are the women that say, why can't we just get on the same page? These are the women. Um, well, let's be a power couple. Here's a woman here. Raven says if she were if she would have had all of her kids from one man, he would have been able to have more McDonald's, <laughs> more McDonald bags. So, yeah, one kid, one man, one man, four kids. He brings four bags of McDonald's for sure. Disastrous. Let's get to the contributions here. Let's end the poll. Ninety three percent of the coach gang or the watchers thinks that he was not wrong for not bringing the other kids McDonald's. <laughs> Let's not even talk about why new McDonald's is not a good lunch. <laughs> okay. Mm. Let's not even bring, can we bring that part up? Why is this kid eating McDonald's? That is a whole nother question <laughs> that we should even talk about. I mean, the fact that he has to bring McDonald's to the kids. Wow. Couldn't he bring something else? Couldn't she cook something? 
No, she, I, she can't cook. Jay Flo says, keep prepping. The straggles will be coming. Uh, shout out to the coach gang. This is the, these are the available women. This is why these are the available women on the marketplace. Dating single mothers isn't bad. Yes, this what if you date her, you're supposed to bring all her kids by three different men McDonald's. That's what she would expect. Would you ever show your YouTube setup? Shout out to For the Kings. Yes. Actually, once I get done setting up the house, the members will get a tour. All right, I'm not going to put it out on regular YouTube. Uh, but the members will get a tour of the house. And I do show my uh, setup. But obviously, I've shown them before my setup. But obviously, this is a new setup. Uh, my son is going to be working on lights for me today and tomorrow. And um, we're actually going to get a new PC. Because I'm running out of memory. I got external drives. I got editors sending me clips. I can't even download it. It's a mess. It's been a mess. But yes, I will show all of this at some point. And I'll be happy to show it. Uh, Raul says, Negroes taking L's again. Why you got four baby daddies? Let's answer that question. Why do you have four baby daddies? I'm thoroughly confused. I would not even slide my salami in a woman that has th multiple baby daddies. That's a hard pass. Actually, I mean, I've been teaching you guys discretion, vetting. If I come up upon a woman at my age and she has one baby daddy, I'm I'm done. If she has two baby baby daddies, you automatically disqualified. Automatic disqualification like the World Championship Wrestling used to be when you throw the man over the top rope and he hit that hard ass concrete floor and the referee be like automatic disqualification. Automatic you will not get me with a Stragnesia that has two baby daddies. You got two? Hell, I won't even put a condom on the slide inside you. I'm not desperate sexually. I'm not. No. I'll be like, you got two baby daddies? Oh, hell no. Mm. Automatic no. I don't care what age you are. It's an automatic no. One baby daddy, then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay. You know. Two baby daddies? That's a no. I'll pass. You guys got to start using discretion because then you look like this dude and you're arguing with her. Shout out to Brian Thompson. He says, you're an above average individual coach. I'm an above average individual. I'm like 46 and I look like young. So yeah, <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure I deserve a woman without two baby daddies. Octavius Mooborn says 11 million renters will be evicted this month, according to CNBC. Um, what happened to these hoes winning? We guys got to understand, man, we're going to start seeing the real hard consequences of 2020. We haven't even felt them yet. Mental illness. By the way, there was an article talking about mental health is the new, uh, is better than, what was it? I screenshotted the article and I was like, here we go again, boy. Here we freaking go again with this mental health. And I said, and trust me on this one, I said mental health is going to be a problem long time ago, right when we shut down originally, just so you know. So I'm not anti-mental health. What I'm saying is now they're going to use that as, here's the headline, forget physique. Mental health is the newest, hottest fitness goal. Mental health. Forget physique. You see these mastodons walking around here? You get good mental health by feeling good physically and being in good shape. You see the amount of obese people running around here in this town. 
I mean, in any town. And you have the nerve to tell me mental. This is exhausting. And of course, who's going to benefit? Therapists at $800 an hour, pharmaceuticals. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this is what you guys get. This is what dude, America, I, I don't even have. I don't even have any. I, listen, you're beyond a repair. It is effed up beyond repair. Fubar. America is effed up beyond repair. Yeah, the food industry is going to benefit. All these people are going to be working on their mental health, chowing down on McDonald's. Blowing up like the Goodyear blimp. Did, do you think this makes sense? Man, America's done. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm done because people are going to say, well, I'm, I'm big, but my mental health is good. And, mm. and I just made therapists and all kind of pharmaceuticals rich. But at least, but I said mental health is going to be a problem uh, at the original shutdown. I was like, people are going to go crazy. And I said, it's going to be have long lasting effects. This, this quarantine, right when the quarantine happened, I said, our quarantine is going to have long lasting mental health effects. So I'm not anti mental health, but I'm anti saying mental health is the number one thing that we need to conquer. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yes. People are screwed up in the head. However, they're screwed up in the body too. They're lazy, shiftless. You guys can't support yourself. You're lazy. You won't cook anything. You guys uh, eat out. Uber eats. Uber eats every day, five days a week. <laughs> and then you're wondering what's going on in your life. You're single. You're struggling financially. How about your financial health? My husband says he's upset with me because in his words, sweetie, you need to stop spending so much money on DoorDash. Ordering it three times a day is not appropriate and we need to start living within our means. Honey, it sounds like you have an income problem, not that I have a spending problem. Start earning more money and we won't have these issues. So I took his credit card that we share and I booked a vacation for my daughter Richard and I. We're staying in a hotel tonight and I hope he enjoys that I charged $8,000 to his credit card. Make more money, darling. Yeah, there you go. All because she spends too much. This is a skit, by the way. She spends too much money on DoorDash. And she says my daughter, Richard, and I. Uh, that sounds like either her daughter's name is Richard or there's another man named Richard. My daughter, comma, Richard, and I. That's how I heard it. My daughter, comma, Richard and I. So there's another man. I've got a hotel room for my daughter, comma, Richard and I. So I don't think her daughter's name is Richard. I think what she's saying is I went to a hotel room with my boyfriend. Okay. That's what I got out of it. My daughter, comma, Richard and I. So that's what I got out of it because it throws another uh, it throws another log on the fire. Oh man, I just went to a hotel room with my boyfriend, Richard. So you better get your financial situation crazy. But so if the daughter's name is Richard, then that so-called that does help, uh, explain America as well. The dictator says, "LOL, it's the McDonald's that makes him a bad dad." He, I agree. He says, "Glad you did a video on this free CGA." Uh, yeah, that's my question then. Why are we shuffling McDonald's down his throat, <laughs> the kid's throat? I mean, that's the lazy approach. But why is she not cooking? I mean, what was he going to deliver food? I mean, deliver money? I mean, there's, there's so much wrong with this video. It's very community. 
Sitting this one out. Oh, got money. Sitting this one out with the major sponsorship. I'm trying to. There we go. Shout out to you, man. You're done for the month. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you, boy. Oh, boy. I got money. Shout out to sitting this one out. Appreciate the sponsorship. Hey, guys, it's a mega sponsorship. He sponsored y'all for the ninja watchers in the building. Appreciate you, brother. Dewanis Alexander, four kids she can't feed. Family court is early termination. Yes. Why do you have four kids by multiple men that you can't afford to feed, that you've got to wait for your social services check? Have you ever once considered how abusive that is? You're talking about the kids watching the other kids eating McDonald's. How abusive is it to, and irresponsible to have four kids by at least two men? That you can't afford other than with the help of social services. And now the other argument is these women are going to say, well, this is why we want to terminate kids. Jeez. I'm, I'm going to say something. This is going to be a shuffle. So I'm going to shuffle before I say it. Um, Let's go ahead and shuffle before I say this. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What, what you going to do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! This is what I'm gonna say. I know folks hate um, white folks. You know, y'all be hating white folks because you're all mad because your economic condition. But if it wasn't for white folks. <laughs> mm. Like, I'm talking about, like, the government and white folks. If it wasn't for them, like, what would y'all do? Like, you would have no structure in your, it, it would be a cluster. I mean, it literally is. I mean, the only thing, like, in the places like Cincinnati and all of these struggle, straggle places, what? No, 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 listen. What would these people do? Like, if you didn't, if she didn't have welfare check, what would she do? Like, what would, how would she be, like, if she didn't have the police, child support, social services to call on that guy, what would you do? I'm, I'm asking for, I'm, I want a real reason. Like, if you didn't have a welfare check coming in, if you didn't have rent vouchers, if you didn't have the uh, child support services, the overseer, the police plantation politics to call on this guy, if you didn't, what would you do? I mean, she wouldn't be able to support herself. And she would not be able to, as a backup, say, well, you're supposed to bring all my kids food and I'm supposed to get a welfare check. What would she do? Like, what would the both of them do? I'm, I'm actually thoroughly confused. I know you hate the system and hate white folks and white supremacists. I get all that. But without that, you would have zero. Many of you guys would have zero. Not even OnlyFans would save them. I mean, they would have nothing. So I'm thoroughly confused as to what is your actual plan? So I say escort services. What would be your actual solution out of the solution, out of the problem you're in now? I know we got baby daddy problem and all that stuff, but you are dependent heavily on certain systems that are, they're bleeding you dry. They're not helping you as much as you think. But without that help, what would you do? It would be an absolute disaster. 
I think, in my opinion. So somebody needs to solve this, but it won't be me. I mean, this is like they. This is like a, a a problem we've been having in our country for some 150 years since Reconstruction. What do we do with this group of people? Because there's some group of people that are the talented tenth. They're accelerating. They figured out the system. Some of these people sold out. They integrated, or they started their own thing and they had knowledge of self and they kept their own wealth. They built for self and they were self. They did fine. But you still have a group of people that are having a plantation mindset. This, to me, is a plantation mindset. And they're in 2022 still saying, well, what are we supposed to do? You let us out for free. We don't have, like, you don't have a crop to share. You still haven't figured it out in 150 years. It's absolutely mind-boggling. I'm I'm sad. I'm sad for Americans, but it is what it is. I wish I can change it. Four kids she can't feed. Family court is early termination. No drift. Your videos are core to my future success. Appreciate you. And this is a bodybuilder or a fitness guy himself. All right, Abby, we'll get to the blue chin mindset in a minute. Shout out to you. Abby Santi says, I would get McDonald's for my child. Enough said. That's it. I don't think I would ever get McDonald's for other kids. I don't care if they, that kid is... We share a, a parent in common. I would not. In the words of Tommy Sotomayor, F them kids. That's from Juan Pameras. You men are the problem. That's what they're saying. You men are the problem. So the problem is I didn't get McDonald's. For, the other stuff we did before that, the other four baby daddies, that's not a problem. The dictator says bring, he says bring coach back to the community fund, laughing my ass off. No. Way, I refuse. KT says, "Is he a live-in stepdad? If so, he should buy for all." So I would agree with that. This is why I don't tell you not to be a stepdad, a uh, step dummy. But if he does live in, I don't think he lives there because he pulled up on the side of the street, <laughs> on the side of that main drag where she lived on top of the corner store. She definitely looked like she lived on top of the corner store. Or it ain't on the corner. She definitely lived on top of the corner store. So I don't think he is a stepdad. If he is the living stepdad, sure. This is, But I would encourage you not to be a stepdad. This is why I would tell you. Because you're supporting other men's kids. No. This is the, that's back, wait, that's backwards community thought here. This is why the community is in the position it's in. So I don't think he lives there. She lives on top of the corner store. Oh, that's the other video. As a proof, as evidence, there she does right Come there. Here. So that's on top. That's the bodega right there. That's the side entrance to the bodega. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she came down and next door, they got all kind of black and milds, you know, all kind of uh, Fanta sodas and nine laters and Snickers and all of that stuff. Mm. Hot Cheetos, hot fries and all of that stuff. They got all of that Jay's potato chips back in the side, you know, Jay's barbecue lays. <laughs> so in that case, yeah, if he was the step dummy, yes. If he lived there, yes, I, I agree. But that I don't agree that men should do stuff like that. Uh, Cam says she's a liar. Food stamps come out 
the seventh, then the eleventh. <laughs> okay, the seventh and eleventh. Do they? I don't know. I thought they came out the first and the fifteenth. What happened to the first and the fifteenth with the food stamps? My food stamps don't come out. All right, we got PayPal, which I should have done first here, because PayPal going nuts around here. Did I get? I think I got uh, this brother here. Coffee CGA. I've been making six figures for over ten years now. Moved here from Mexico City when I was twenty-one. Two majors. Spoke no English. And at nineteen, I had my own business. If I can make it. Anyone can. I just ordered your free agent lifestyle book. We'll be receiving and finishing reading today and ready for Sunday morning money mindset. He says, keep doing what you do best. Appreciate you, Jorge. Jorge came in here from another country, and I'm often appalled by the amount of people who say they can't make it here in America. And then other people come from other countries that are poorer than you, and they make it. I'm wondering why that happens. It's a mindset. King Hazy says, just saw the new Dr. Strange movie. They better protect America Chavez from coach. He on the dark side. Uh, was she in high school? I'm not sure. We'll give you the evil laugh. <laughs> but she had two mothers. I don't want to spoiler alert. She had two mothers. All right. So, of course, they threw that in and went a little woke. And I was like, oh, no, nah, we're not doing this, are we? It's kind of like the Buzz Lightyear movie. Just call me, Kevin. Looking forward to the Blue Chip Mindset streams. Gentlemen, now's the time to prepare for the next 10 years. You're absolutely right. Do not miss the boat. Be consistent in your investment and educations. Did you make the Jada husband clip? No, man, I didn't. I was in the middle of the whole transition. I'm waiting to really sit down this weekend and get all of that done. All right, uh, let's do two more. This is also from King Hazy. I noticed that a lot of G-A-Y women that are simping for the lady in the video. She only uh, saying only broke guys would do this. Uh, rainbow women. Uh, so guys, boy, the communitized, <laughs> the communitized done. All right. So if they're simping for her uh, and these women are saying, this is why I don't date these broke dusties out here. Let's talk about the economics. And we talked about interracial dating, 85%, pretty much 85% of people will stay with their own race. With that being said, um, if you're talking about the lower economic rung of America, you're talking about black people or they're at the bottom. All right. Pretty much at the bottom. Um, if you talk about even earnings, even when people are successful, they have actually the lowest. Um, they have the lowest income for successful people. With that being said, if everybody's staying to their own and you go down the line of hierarchy or hypergamy and you're at the bottom of the rung as a female, who are you going to get economically? And you stay with your own rate. You're going to start dealing with straggle struggle, guys. Um, if you guys want to stay, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. So some of these women are saying, I'll just go lick, be a lick em low luller. I'll be a carpet muncher. I'll be a scissor uh, sister. And that ain't going to help because the domestic violence rate and the sex rate on those relationships are disastrous. And we talked about that, too. Domestic violence between two women relationships are disastrous. The lack of sex in relationships with two women are disastrous. And you're talking about a guy that has been around these type of this demographic for about 15 years. Okay. I've seen it with my own eyes. They're abusive on a grand scale. Toxic as hell. I mean, the fight, they'll have knockdown, drag out 
wars, right? Cali West Miami, but coach, she sounds like she's from the Bay Area, probably Oakland. They sound proper and ignorant at the same time. You're actually right. Could that have been Oakland? It could have been. She does. Oakland is country. Oakland is definitely, you know, it's kind of between because it's California. Y'all be like, it's California, but Oakland is is uh, country. And so is Los Angeles to a certain extent. When you get into the inner city, Los Angeles, a lot of those people came from the South. I mean, you guys got to understand the South migration was heavy in the 50s. Uh, it was heavy in the Harlem Renaissance days, and it was heavy in the 1950s. A lot of the blacks that live in Southern California and in Oakland came from the South. And um, it became a problem. Did I show you that video? And they showed the 15 cities that will have a lot of blacks incoming in. Remember how to sell to a Negro? How to sell to a Negro? Um, they A lot of them, I know a lot of people in from L.A., you know, we talk country out there. Remember, they used to call L.A. people country bumpkins in the late 80s. People on the East Coast used to call people in L.A. country bumpkins. <laughs> Remember that because we wore jerry curls and all of that stuff. They were like them people in L.A. country because a lot of them were second generation. Maybe let me see. Uh, kids in the 80s were the third generation. No, not even. The, they were the second born generation of country people. So the grandparents moved from the south. Then they had their that child. And then that child had the, the child that were kids in the 80s. So you were pretty much country. Anyway, we get into the blue chip mindset now. Let's relieve all of us, but we will have some people addressing that in the super chats a little bit later. But we're going to talk about now what happens when you make your first 100k. We're getting our money back on our mind and our mind on our money. Our money on your mind, money on my mind and my. I'm saying that backwards. I think my mind on my money and my money on my mind. That's what I meant. Everybody knows that I had a coaching career. This is why they call me Coach Greg Adams. I wonder if people really know that. They're like, who named you coach? How did the nerve? Well, there I am right there. Good Lord have mercy. Look at that young brother right there looking like a $2 Tay Diggs out here. Oh, my goodness. That young brother was so fly, so cool. Baby girl, can I talk to you? I want to get down for one night. All right, so. Let me know if you're down to ride. So fly, so cool. Baby girl, can I talk to you? I want to get down for one night. Let me know if I treat you right. The dollar store, Tay Diggs in the building. Oh, my gosh. All right, so um, this is why I dealt with a lot of lesbian couples here. I was um coaching women's basketball. All right, college level, high school level, AAU college level. AU uh, club level. And um, this was me um, in my coaching career. So I could focus on my career. And um, let's scroll down here. Uh, look at your boy here. Even a short guy making it happen. I'm looking up at the referee. This is why I struggled. I'm looking up at the referee like, yo, Sean. Yo, man, you missed the call again, Sean. All right. Yo, Sean, can you make sure you get the referee in together, Sean? And I'll get the coaching together. I can't coach and referee at the same damn time, Sean. All right, you're going to get me fired around here, <laughs> right? And then I said, forget it. I'm going to join. The, I'm going to make a fitness system. But um, when I was at Stony Brook, I actually made, I think I was, uh, how old was I at Stony Brook? How old was I at Stony Brook? Ah, let me see. Was I 30? I was 29 years old. I was 29 years old. 
and I think um I had a family. Um, the job is in New York. All right. Uh, uh, the job was in New York and um, Long Island, New York. So I moved from Utah from via California, moved from took that job from a school in Utah. Then I went to Stony Brook in New York and I was making like eighty thousand dollars a year. Plus, I was getting a car allowance. Plus, I was getting a housing allowance. And then I had a travel budget. And, a, and so. All in all, I was right at the threshold of 100K at age 29. All right. And that was in 2000 in 2008 money. So in today's money with inflation, I mean, I was at 100K. So I was as close to as 100K as you're going to get. And before that, I had moved around to other Division I universities. So I was pretty doing pretty good for men in his early 20s. And then right around after that, I took another coaching job and it was disastrous. And then I decided to get out of coaching and go into fitness training. And then hence, this is where you see uh, this uh, stuff right here. Where is it right here? So this particular video. So then I started the Adam's Fit System, which is this. And so this was around age 30, I want to say 35, 35, 36. And then I became a full-time fitness trainer. And so I basically was a guy that was in pretty decent shape. Um, and uh, I had good genetics and all of that stuff. And then I was starting to really focus on being into fitness and all of this stuff. I'm surprised this website's still up. I don't know. I must be still paying the bill by, um, I must be paying the bill still through, uh, what do you call it? Where they reprocess your credit card. I better check my damn bank account. I thought this website was down, but I started this system. And I moved to Newport Beach, California, all right? And the first time, look at me trying to jump some rope. What is this? Man, look at this dude. And so I then started to become brand ambassador for fitness programs, as you can see right here. Um, I was a brand ambassador for a foam roller. And uh, I started making good money. My clientele was absolutely amazing. And I started building my repertoire. I started building my fitness brand. And I made six figures like within the first year or two, the first year or two. <laughs> Look at my exercising. And so uh, where are we at here? And so I started training suburban moms, as you can see right here. I started saying um, I started training suburban moms and housewives and executives. And when I started off, I was charging something like. $80 an hour. I was charging like $80 an hour and I knew I was going to make it. I was like, I'm going to make six figures in six months. Well, I got divorced within the first six months. Okay. I start, I got divorced within the first six months of starting Adam's fit system. And, um, and so as I'm starting my new business and starting my new career, so I could focus on my career. As I started my new career, my my wife at the time saw, you know, she didn't want to go through this struggle period and she wanted to get out of here, right? You know, we weren't on the same page. And so I started making six figures like within the first year of Adam's Fit System, but then I was going through the divorce. So a lot of my money was going to lawyers and all of this stuff. It was actually tragic to be making some of the best money in my life in my mid-30s. And most of it was getting pissed out of the window. <laughs> most of it was gone. And I was like, wow. I was like, man, I finally made it. I finally got my system down. 
And then I went from charging 85 an hour to like 125, 130 an hour in Newport Beach and Orange County. All right. And my business went up. As soon as I raised my rates, my business went up as a as a result. Like people would think I raised my rates my and my business went down. I raised my rates and the business went up. Like I got more clientele. And it was like crazy. So I started making six figures, right? Like legitimately 35 into 30. Wait, yeah, 35 into 36. And but a lot of it was getting pissed away. It seems like I was struggling. Plus, I was in Orange County, Newport Beach. So even when you're making 100 grand, 120 grand, it doesn't feel like you're making a lot of money. Okay, it doesn't feel like you're making a lot of money because you're constantly, of course, when you're going through a divorce, you're pissing away probably 20, 30% of it on that. Then you're pissing it away on the high expenses, right? My, I think I had a two bedroom that was paying for like $2,600 a month. Then my three bedroom, I was paying $4,000 a month. Um, so you're just paying the cost of living. Then if you're trying to date um, in Newport Beach in Orange County, 100K is not a lot of money. There's people that are making a million dollars a year. There's people that are making $500,000 a year. You're still you're doing well, but you're still at the bottom. <laughs> so if I would have took that format to someone else, somewhere else, because people would say, come to this city and then do that. Well, the problem is you could go to somewhere in Texas, but you're not charging 135 an hour. You're not charging that. You might be charging 65 an hour. And with the size of people in Texas, the clientele that you would build your business on, you don't build it on overweight people. Okay, so uh, you don't, fitness industry, they're trying to make the fitness industry about overweight people, but I talked to a marketing person a long time ago. She said the fitness industry is about fit people. I made the most money off of people who were relatively fit and they wanted to maintain their fitness. I rarely had overweight people as clients. Remember, I'm in Orange County. I rarely had overweight people. Every now and then, I would have a very overweight woman start with me. She'd cancel within the first five sessions. She would not continue the program. The people who continued my program were fit people or somewhat fit people or executives or stay-at-home moms or people who wanted their kid to be good at their sport. So we do sports training. And these were fit people. And these are people who did not want to be fat. So they paid me $130 an hour to not be fat. Not to let people drop weight. So this is, you can't take that program and move it to a lower economic area, or you can't take this program and move it to a country area in the South and make money. You're going to go broke. You're n nobody's paying hundred. If you do find people that's paying $130 an hour, what would happen is there would be small group of people that would pay that. Just a small uh, group of people. So yeah, they paid for accountability. So it wasn't that I was the best trainer. I was the I was the McDonald's of fitness trainers. <laughs> okay, right? I was the McDonald's of fitness trainers. Like you didn't come to me for a good hamburger. You came to me for the experience. You came to me because I had the accountability. You came to me because I was relatable. You came to me because I was cool. You came to me because I didn't judge you, per se. You came to me because I kept your business private. I didn't spread it across. You came to me because I wasn't going to sleep with your wife. This is why people came to me. They were comfortable with me around their kids and I would push their kids. They didn't come to me because I was the best trainer. They came to me because I was trustworthy. 
So when people start asking me about training questions, I say, man, just get to work, <laughs> okay? Get, let's, let's get to work and do the minimum. If you can't do the minimum, then you're in trouble with me. So with this program, I started making six figures, but I was training like eight hours a day with a barbell schedule. What the barbell schedule means, you got to be up at 425 in the morning, 425, and then you have a break around 1030 or 11, and then you have a break between 11 and 230 or 11 and 4, and then you got to revamp, re-up yourself and work from 4 to 8, and then you come home and do the whole damn thing over again. You do the whole damn thing over again, and so you, your break, the good thing was from 11 to 4, 11 to 3, you had a break. And then what would happen is you'd either take a nap, you'd fornicate with a woman, you'd have lunch, you'd work out. I mean, there was a whole bunch of things you could do between that time schedule. But a lot of times you would take a nap because you'd have to be energetic again by the time 2.33 or 4 o'clock rolled around again. And you're not getting back home until 8, 8.30. And I did that for almost 10 years, like 8 to 10 years. Getting up at 4.25 in the morning, prepped. Ready to go. First client, 5.15 a.m. And then five sessions right in a row, sometimes six. Break, two or three hour break, three or four hour break. Four clients at the end of the day. So this was making money in a nice area, but I didn't have time. I didn't have time on my hands. I was grinding. My business was going good. I had good clients. My clients gave me other clients. So when you start making good money, the next thing you don't have is time. The problems you have now is you don't have the time to enjoy it because you're constantly on the grind, especially in a place like Southern California, New York, Miami, all this stuff. You're grinding. This is why I was against game and running up a cold approaching women. I was like, when? Shit, I don't have time for that. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. So um, when you start making your first 100K, the first thing you're going to realize is that you don't have time to BS. This is why game is a broke person strategy. You don't have time. You don't have time for that BS. Walk up to 100 women. You're making 100K. Because the next thing you're going to figure out is um, I got a great story about a sales conversation that I had because I do have a real estate license and I was doing real estate dabbling in that along with training. It never worked because I just couldn't figure out the time. But I once got this fantastic lead for a million dollar property. And I went to my sales manager and I told him about the lead. And he was like, oh, that's great. And I'm rushing out the door to follow up the, on the lead. And then he says, oh, but Greg, one thing. He says, now that you got that lead, you need 100 more of those leads. And I stopped in my tracks. I said, what? I said, I'm about to make a commission check on this in the area of $15,000. I'm good. Just so you know, I didn't close that deal. I did not close that deal, but he was right. You need 100 more leads like that because once you close a deal like that, you're going to get a check, but now you need another one. So the same story is once you get $100,000 in your first time in your first year, you're going to need five or 10 years more of 100K. You're going to need 100K 10 more times to make it work. So, like I said, I made almost 100K in my in my basketball coaching days, and then I then I went back. Then I ended up homeless. 
going through a divorce. And I didn't make that 100K consistently. Then I went back to a lower income. So he was right. I need about 10 more years of that. Then I got back again up to 100K doing the training program. And then I started YouTube probably six years into my fitness training business. And then I started making YouTube money and fitness training. So then I was doubling down. But then I really had no time because I had to keep the wheel moving. So when you make 100K the first time, you're not going to feel rich. You're not going to feel wealthy. You're basically rebounding from the years that you didn't make 100K. You're rebounding. And most people don't make 100K in small cities because you're like, well, if you made 100K in Little Rock, you'll be good. How many people make 100K in Little Rock? <laughs> okay, a small percentage versus how many make 100K in San Francisco? A whole bunch of people. And many of them are broke. So you got to be grinding so you can make what? 100 more leads. You got to be grinding so you can make 100K for five years in a row. Now you'll start feeling it. Probably about the year three, four, and five of 100K, you'll start to distinguish yourself depending on if you're single or married, depending on if you're dating or staying in monk mode, living free agent. You'll start to feel it about year three and four. You'll start to make it around three or four. Year three or four. So yes, you're good after the first year. You're going to need about five or 10 more years. All right. And so a lot of guys are still um, they're in their 60s and they made years at 100K. They're good. If you make 100K one year and then you make 50K the next year, you're in trouble. <laughs> you're in trouble. You'll start experiencing better quality things, though. All right. So you'll get your Rob report. You'll start looking at whether you can buy a Rolex. You'll start looking at whether you can afford a Porsche in your first 100K. But what you'll figure out is many times, depending on where you live, you're not going to be able to get those things, not until year five or six. Okay, unless you're young and single, if you're young and single, it's different. It's slightly different because then you don't have kids. You don't have girl, the girlfriends you're dating. You're not spending a lot of money on. You're spending some money, but you're hundred K compared to what you're making. You're not spending a lot of money. They don't have high expensive takes yet. Your kids aren't draining your bank account. You're not going through the board. So if you're young, like 22, 24, 25, and you're making 100K, yeah, you'll be able to get some toys. But many times you'll overindulge and then you'll be broke again. All right. So in most areas of America, I know people are like, Dallas, you'll be rich. Not that many people make that much money. There are people that make it, but. Uh, there's also the idea that when you start, like if you live in a place where you don't need 100K, but you make 100K, you'll get comfortable. You'll get fat and happy. And you'll be like, well, I don't have to make 100K next year. <laughs> okay, you'll be like, I'll just sit back and chill. So you won't have that grind effect. But in many places, 100K will make you have a ground effect because it's easy to make 100K. But people around you easily make 500K. So you'll want to bump up your lifestyle. You, you'll want to get new friends. You don't want to hang around in the community. You'll eventually leave the community and go to a better place area, more safe and secure, which you should. Okay. Which you should. And you should be able to want more quality things. Speaking of quality th things. <laughs> Somebody says, Oakland ain't no MF in country. 
man, put on too short in E40. That's they sound country as hell. I used to have a lot of chickens straight down for me doing anything I said, even hoeing the streets. But I'm a dog and I dog my bras. Gorilla pimping in photo cars. Ain't I no ain't got no kids, but them chicks call me daddy. They couldn't have me, but they couldn't share me, but these chicks couldn't have me. Cause I'm a Mac with a capital M. Call me short dog, baby. Put the P in the pimp. That's country. I put my foot in your ass. It wouldn't give up. Get out of pocket. Chick, you getting beat up. They sound like they from Detroit and Milwaukee. Call me short dog, baby. Put the P in the pimp. That that's that's country. I don't care what you say. <laughs> that ain't that don't sound like metropolitan San Francisco. That is country. I know people don't think about it. Um, and I've talked about this before. Most cities 40 years ago, I know you guys are young. Most uh cities 40 years ago were agricultural. I mean, even the big cities, even Los Angeles 40 years ago was still somewhat agricultural. So I know people think we're all progressive and suits and ties and the yuppies came in in the 80s and everybody got BMWs. Most big cities still had an agricultural area not that far away. Think about it. In Los Angeles, you could go to Orange County and see nothing but orange groves, avocado groves, and peanuts or walnuts. It wasn't mansions. You can still see farms in Newport Coast. There were still farms and cows. <laughs> so people think we're all city-fied and progressive. Not that long. It wasn't that damn long ago. You could not, you could go to a store. You had milkmen delivering milk to your damn doorstep 40 years ago. So, you know, people think we're super-duper progressive and, and uppity and all. No. Not not that long ago, we were still country. Anyway. I remember when they were building up Riverside in Ontario, and you would go out there, there would be these new houses with no lawns, and across the street was a damn smelly-ass cow, cow farm. You, It was a, literally a farm across the street. And you could see the damn cows, and it was nothing but dust up in the air, right? And that was Riverside in the mid-80s. That was Ontario in the mid-80s. Now you go to Ontario, it's all built up and looks nice. Please. All of this stuff, all of this stuff in the last 40 years, we just left agricultural. I don't care what city you're from. Like I tell you, you can be in Columbus, Ohio, 25 miles away, you're on a farm. You're on a farm. All right, so we're basically country as country as can be in our country. So it's not an offensive thing to say things people are country. Uh, you can go to Oakland, you outside of Vallejo in the San, in, into Sacramento, you in the cow town. Cow freaking town. Right from Oakland. You go through Vallejo up to Sacramento, cow town, just like that. <laughs> anyway. All right. I know demographics. I've been all across this country. Uh, and then and and for the most part, black folks are just barely just getting out of the South in the last 70 years, barely just getting out of the South. And it's not that many black folks that are living outside of the South. So the people that are living outside of the South, 
I guarantee you two, three generations prior, your family was from Arkansas, Georgia, Mississippi, or Alabama. 100%. 100%. So y'all barely off the damn cotton field, the share crop, or the plantation. Barely. <laughs> this is 100% true. So don't be offended when I say Oakland is country. So is Los Angeles. There's some country five people in South Central. They super duper country. They still alive in a country. It wasn't that long ago with people in LA, you still see them walking around in coveralls, old people. You'd be like, damn, Farmer John. All right, so anyway, there's nothing wrong with being country, but you got to admit it. Everybody thinks they're all, hmm, I'm going to put on my suit and I'm all, no, you're not. You, you, y'all people, you, your people are a country. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get back to this money. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a break from all that. That's just the, that's the crux of the show. All right, if you make your first 100K, the reality is it's nice, but it's only the beginning because you can't go back to 50 grand. So what do you have to do? You have to hustle. You have to run. And then you want to do this four or five times repetitively, and then you'll start to separate yourself from everyone else. So if your mindset is I want to make 100K a year, you're thinking for the next 10 years, I have to average that out. Because without it, many times you can't go backwards. I mean, if you live somewhere in Texas and you can afford to go backwards, fine. But many people in Texas don't have a necessity to make that much money. They can live off far less. So if you do say, I'm going to move to a mega city and make 100K, trust me, when you go to California, if you go to New York and you say you make 100K, let me tell you where you're living in a small ass apartment. You're living broke on 100K. Because you're not going to want to live in South South Bronx. You're not going to live in South Bronx on 100K. You're going to move. You're going to want to go to the Midtown Manhattan. You're going to want to go uptown a little bit. You'll be broke. <laughs> You'll be broke. You go to Orange County with 100K. It'll be nice. You'll have a nice apartment. You'll have a nice little mid-sized sedan. But you'll be waiting for the next paycheck. <laughs> you'll be waiting for your next ass paycheck. And then eventually you'll say, I'll take my hundred grand and I'll move to Phoenix and I'll be a $30,000 millionaire. Or I'll take my hundred grand and I'll move to Las Vegas and I'll move to Boise and I'll move. This is why Californians are now moving over here because then they say, um, I'll take my salary over there. But when you go to Boise, you're not taking your job with you. You better be telecommuting or you better be making some money somewhere else because if you're not bringing that 100K to Boise, you're going to start living like Boise. You take that 100K to Austin, I hope you take the job with you. Some jobs are going to Austin so you can make it. But I think at some point they'll start paying you accordingly. They'll pay you accordingly. They say, well, you don't need 100K here. You needed it in California, but you don't need it in Austin. And you better hold on to that job because once you go find another job, they'll pay you 70K. So I said, Normie's in my, oh gosh, don't give me in a celebrity mindset. So do, um, let me see here. People do believe that they're celebrities in these cities and because they're doing well economically. The problem is you're in a place where everybody's doing well. 
And the people who aren't doing well, you just look at them and say, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> You're like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, that's the other effect. Somebody says you don't need 100K in Austin. Somebody said that. Well, eventually you will. All right. So I know people are saying, oh, I can live off less in Austin. Well, the more people that come in with money in Austin, what's that's going to do? It's going to drive up the housing price. It's going to drive up the cost of living. The standards that people are accustomed to in California, they're going to bring that to Austin. And then eventually the people who lived in Austin all their lives won't be able to afford to buy a house in Austin. This is this is the natural course of things. Because then they're going to because the Californian mindset is this. Um, they'll say, because there's nothing under 500K in Southern California, like a house. There's no houses under 500K. But a California mindset person will say, damn, I have this. I'll go to Austin or I'll sell my dilapidated $500,000 house and I'll get a mansion for 500K in Austin. And then Austin people will say, Californians will buy anything. Let's make it worth 600K. Now it's up to 600K. But you grew up in Austin all your time where you survived off of 55K, no problem. But after five or 10 years, every house will be 350 and up when it used to be 150 to 250. The bare minimum now is 350 when it was 175, not even 10 years ago. So at that point, yeah, you can't, you don't need that much to live off in Austin today, but in five or 10 years, you'll need more money. Because the, 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 the transplants are going to drive the price up. Economics 101. Yeah, you can survive off 55K easily. But in five or 10 years with inflation and the amount of transplants, you won't be able to survive. He said they fail economics in high school for real. I mean, yeah. Uh, same thing's going to happen to Dallas. Same thing's going to happen to Georgia. A lot of people move to Atlanta. Same thing's going to happen to Florida. Same thing's going to because all New Yorkers and the Illinois people are coming. All, they're running out of the blue cities like crazy. And they're going to Orlando, Las Vegas, same thing. People who grew up in Las Vegas, they can't afford to buy houses in Las Vegas right now. They can't afford it. And in five years, unless the market crashes, they'll never buy a house in Las Vegas because they're used to seeing a house for $250,300. You cannot get a house in Las Vegas for $250,300 right now. You can't get one. You're out of the market. Even if you found a house for $250,300, by the time they put the offers in, by the time they finalize the sale, the house will be driven up eighty grand. It will be $395,000. <laughs> so this is what people don't get. Yeah, you're doing it now, but with inflation and the people fleeing blue cities, you're going to need more money. And so do not think you're living easy now. Let's get all the support. Appreciate y'all. Somebody says raise the TV up. Man, so the, I, the guy that I had installed the TV, it's a big bracket. Um, He was like, the TV will be here. I actually like it where it is because when I sit low, it's good. But um, I can't raise it now. <laughs> all right, it's where it is. But it's fine because if I raise it up a little bit higher. It'll almost be out of the picture. That's what I was concerned about. When you walk into the studio, though, it's super low. But I record sitting down. 
So it's not for. It's not for this isn't a place where you're going to just come in and let me watch TV. <laughs> All right. Uh, jump. Should I say your name? We're going to call you Bama bread in the building. He says, F them damn kids. What's wrong with saying F them kids? <laughs> uh, shout out to the original bad mom in the building. He says, stop sexing girls not on birth control. For real, man. I know you guys always using the hope strategy. I'm going to get this peace leave. I'm going to pull out. My pullout game ain't weak. You know how much it takes. You know how much it takes to impregnate a woman? And once you impregnate them, it's over. So y'all need to be careful messing with women without birth control. You guys need to ask, are you on birth control? Then wrap it up. I know it sucks to have condom sex, but wrap it up. Don't skeet in them. Don't think you're just going to pull out at the right time. There's only a 24-hour window in which a woman's ovulation cycle is wide open. The egg is released. We've done the biology class already. There's only a 24-hour window, but it increases if there's already sperm inside of her walls. So it increases to a three-day window, possibly up to five-day window depending on how long your kids last in there and how many other men's kids are up in that wall. So it's only 24 hours, but it can increase up to three days. But you just injected 100 million to 100 to 200 million kids up in her cavity. And with that, if the cycle is, uh, and I don't know if you guys know this as well, as a woman's ovulating, she gets more sexualized. She gets more horny. This is a part of nature. She wants more sex. She's willing to, because this is pre, this is pre aunt flow. So as she ovulates, she wants more sexual interaction. Nature-wise, this does increase the chances of fertility. So when a woman starts calling you up, hey, when she calls you up and say, hey, can you slide through? Come over. I need you. I'm feeling good. I need you. I need you to have this. I need to take your pipe. I need to smuggle that salami. The first thing that comes to my mind is she's ovulating. That's what I'm thinking. That's the she's in heat. The first thing that comes to my mind is her risk of pregnancy probably is increased because she wants me to come over. And that point, when she's begging you to come over, you probably need to be like, I need to protect myself. So this is what you guys need to know. This is why we speak the truth over here. When she's not ovulating, she's less. This is why women can be hot and cold when it comes to sex. When she's not ovulating, she's like, I, I ain't really that interested. I'm not even thinking about it. Why? Because there's no risk of getting pregnant. There's no, there's no chances. But then when she's in heat, she's going to be meow, 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 meow. All right. This is what you guys need to know. I'm teaching you young men something. All right, where are we at here? The 30 Ed, the 304 detector in the building. Shout out to Zoe and her Nexium stamp. All right, we, we need to break down the Nexium thing. All right, she had that Nexium upside down brand on her. Ed, the 304 detector. Moose Hefner says MGK tried to delete himself uh, with Megan Fox on the phone. Is this recent? That dude is tragic. That dude's story is absolutely tragic. That's not going to end well. Uh, let me see here. That story is not going to end well because she's going to pull 
uh, M- Megan Fox sought therapy after MGK shotgun deletion attempt. <sighs> yeah. If he breaks up with her, he's he's being toxic. If he break if she breaks up with him, he's gonna delete himself. He's gonna do a uh what was the other dude? Mac Miller. He'll go Mac Miller himself. Mm. He definitely go Mac Miller himself. Sad. All right, getting through it. DG Seymour, he says, I don't believe a word she says, blessing CGA. I don't believe a word she says either. Uh, I, this is why any time, guys, uh, people always think that I hate women. I, I worked with women coaching women's sports and fitness training. I used to listen to women all day long. About 85% of the say, stuff they say was actually either useless or a lie or a fluffed up, um, what they say, um, when they, um, gosh dang, the word slips in my mind. Embellishments. Embellishing misleading, misdirecting, not taking accountability, about 85%. I know what to flush down the toilet and whatnot. So people think I'm coming from all romantic and relationship experiences. I'm just talking about dealing with women in general. 85% of it is trap. It will never help you. It will hurt you more than it help you. Emotional gaslighting, them trying to slide uh, stuff over on you as you're boo-boo, to, like you're boo-boo the fool. And so as a fitness trainer, I'll be sitting there listening to them BS. Well, I kind of eat healthy, but I really, you know, I, I need I need to work on my healthy. I don't eat meat. I don't eat this. I don't eat that. And I'm looking at them with that cottage cheese curler all up under the thighs. I'm like, you doing something wrong. And then sooner or later, the truth comes out. They uh, they a fast food junkie or they a, they got a sweet shoe junkie. Or they be eating too many corn chips. It'll come out. I work out all the time. I love to work out. Put their ass on the treadmill. Warm up right there. And I put their ass at 4.5. Warm up for five minutes. They be huffing, puffing, holding the side of the treadmill. I'm like, man, you ain't you don't work out. <laughs> oh, man, please. Most anything that they say uh, is, is, and the reason why, it's not because they're women. It's because they're social creatures. They're used to just doing stories and saying anything because that's how they socialize. It's through communication. It's talk. It's how they get to know you. It's how they get to measure if you believe them or not. And so they want to float out some BS. See if you, it sticks. Men typically just don't talk out the side of their neck. When we lie, it's to get something, like immediately. But if no one's around, we don't mind not talking. Most women cannot survive like that with men this is why we they say we're gonna die alone and we're like that's fine who are you gonna talk to don't you want companionship don't you want commitment no i'd rather not say a word we're people a few words but women are women tend to be over uh useful of words oh my god you know what i was thinking you know what i was thinking i was thinking of going to uh going to the place and i was going to the place and we could get curtain rods and we can get this and that and they have they have um 100 descriptive co- uh descriptions of colors. Okay, they have 100 descriptions of colors. This is fuchsia, this is purple, this is white, this is cream, this is off white, this is delicate white, this is this. It's just white to us. Can't you tell the difference between whites? They can see all the kind of colors and stuff. This is forest green. This is emerald green. 
This is green. This is pea green. This is boo-boo green. This is diarrhea green. It's green. <laughs> I don't know any other descriptions of green. This is sometimes how rainbow, this is how rainbow guys do mimic that quality because rainbow guys will come interior decorate your house oh my gosh we can use all kind of fuchsias with a combination of forest green and we can put up and they will come up in there and they will get them patches you know how they get the patches what color curtains you want and they have 18 patches look at this patch 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 you know like man man, man put some black out right there black all right black black and red <laughs> all right come on man i don't care about all that I don't have time to be looking at 18,000 patches. Swatches. Did I say patches? Swatches. Look at this swatch. This is red. This is maroon. This is burgundy. This is off burgundy. This is uh mag. Man, please. This is lava red. Hot lava red. <laughs> this is black. This is off black. This is charcoal gray. Oh, my God. Charcoal gray. Man, please. <laughs> oh man i want orange this is rust this is burnt orange oh my god i only see orange red purple black white gray that's all i see and that's all i want to know <laughs> oh my goodness shout out to uh jack vendetta says looking like havoc from mob deep shun i was looking like havoc from mob deep all right, where's where am I at? There you go. I was schooled by the hood, raised by the wolves, trained by the pain, adopted by gorillas, got a tank for a car, ice for an arm, tattoos for skin and stars for bars, got a <laughs> got a building in the bridge, a building in my backyard. Anyway, that was actually prodigy that I was doing. Was that havoc a prodigy? Kings of New York. I'm melting today. Can you see it? All right, my air conditioning then went off midstream and it's probably 108 degrees if i continue this show any longer i will have to bump up my air conditioning shout out to mob deep sean we speak the dun language in here all right john uh we're going to call you shadow dancer he says uh i'm working barbell schedule now barbell schedule is no joke if you want to be a fitness trainer barbell schedule all right um let me do this real quick and i'm going to come back and do the rest of the contributions we got to get this air conditioning going up right now all right because a brother sweating like he had a white woman funeral mm. all right they'd be like he did it tyrone so women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminates student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who 
didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to, to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? Yeah, all right, let's get with the contributions and get on with the day. All right, who is this in here? Gemini Rider says, you looking at a new certified project manager right here. So I could focus on my career. Congratulations, man. I hope, uh, man, my clap, my clap sound. There you go. Congratulations, brother. Hey, keep working your way up. Uh, don't hustle backwards out here. All right, what you think you're getting girls now because of your looks? All right, so uh, keep keep hustling forward. Get, get, you know, we, we always taught you, you need a hundred more leads. You need five more years at this. And once you get leverage on your economics, you're going to go crazy. So congratulations. Um, and then also shout out to Everett Walker. He says, thank you for the life changing info CGA. Congratulations. Thank you. For, no, thank you. You thank you. And then we'll give you a co-sponsorship for that. Uh, one more point that I want to make is uh, when I started doing the training and my training business went well. I started doing YouTube during my barbell schedule. So I would go from waking up, waking up at 425. That's what my alarm was set. And the song that would come on was Hustle Hard by Ace Hood. That was my alarm. And I started hating the song. Never said a good song that you like as your alarm. You'll hate it. All right. But I would hate uh, a 425. First client at 515. And uh, I had my morning routine together. I started shaving my head at this time. As you can see here, um, my haircut was low, but I had a hairline. But because I was working, even this picture, I had somewhat here. But um, because I was working at five in the morning, I didn't want to deal with hair. So I just started shaving my head off, hair off. I didn't want to be waking up in the morning doing hair and get my wave cap on and get my pomade on and brushing. I didn't have time for it. I had a routine. So point being made, 515 first client, ended my last client at 11. And then I would rush home to start doing YouTube videos. So those were my earlier videos. I would record a video. Um, my recording editing method took too long. And then I would mess with some girls and all of that stuff. And then I would go back to work. And then I would come home and then try to clean up, answer comments and all of that stuff. So that took the 10 o'clock. And then I would re repeat. Then I had my kids on a custody schedule. So if my kids were with me, I would have to condense the schedule. I'd have to force more into a week, um, into a day, because then I would have to pick them up from school and take them to Taekwondo and Kumon and all of that stuff. So I was like cramming stuff into weeks and days. So then this is why people are like, you should have been out there running game and going to the bars. I'm like, shit, dude, I, I'm making six figures as a trainer. My schedule's super busy. I have kids and I'm doing YouTube. I'm not going to talk to women. <laughs> I'm not going to the nightclub and bar. Of course, then I'm like 38, 40. No, I was like 40, 41. And they're like, all you need is game, Sean. No, I need to keep making this money, <laughs> right? That's what I need to do. I need to keep this up because that cold approaching and going out to clubs and bars, that ain't helping me. That's going to hurt me and set me back. And I'm like, that's not my, that's not a solution especially of what I'm doing and what I got time for. I don't have time for it. So um, then I started making money with YouTube and my training schedule was full. That created a conundrum. 
that created a conundrum because the YouTube money started almost equaling out to the training money. And I was like, damn. So I'm working two jobs, going crazy, and I'm making the best money I've ever made with no time to spare and nothing really to spend it on. I didn't want material things. I started getting some here and there, but I'm low maintenance for the most part. And <laughs> I was like, what the hell? All right. So this is what you have to understand. When you start making money, you're going to have almost no time. This is why guys who make money will go to the junior college. This is why I say game is a poor man's game, because when you make money, you ain't got time to be running game. <laughs> it's, it's pointless for you to do that. It's an absolute waste of time. It's a farce. You're like, wait a minute. I'm going to work uh, 16-hour days, make money, keep this going without ruining it, and then talk to straggle-daggles as a damn hobby. Make it make sense. Like, that's hustling backwards. You would not do that. I don't care if you work 12-hour days. I don't care if you work 8-hour days. You would not hustle backwards like that. <laughs> that's what broke dudes do. When, you got, when, you're, when your life is together, you would not even waste time doing that. So <laughs> that's broke people stuff. So then I started doing the YouTube and then COVID hit. So two years of doing well with YouTube and training, then COVID hit. I still was training through COVID, but then I started training less because clients started training less. Gym started to close. And then before COVID, I was doing one live stream. And then during COVID, I said two live streams. And then, then it made it easier because then I said I, can, I can train way less as a result. So that's kind of how life happened for me. Crazy. Then you talk about, I got to get a workout in, travel, vlog, edit. Man, please, strike. a cold approaching a woman is the last thing on my plate. Absolute last. I mean, it moved down the priority list like this. The more money I made, the priority list, it went down and down and down. Even the necessity for it, or the interest for it, it waned. Because this is the other thing that's going to happen. The, the women that would give you choosing signals are no longer quality women. So the women that would then give you choosing signals, you would be looking at her like, hell no. Why? Because you're in a different echelon. You're in a different financial arena. So some Magilla gorilla sitting on the side, well, I'm going to give you choosing signals. Some plain Jane, you would be like, never mind. When did the free agent lifestyle develop? So that developed as my training schedule got better. So there was a time that I was doing training, and in the middle of my schedule, my barbell schedule, I started, I was messing with girls on Tinder and Bumble, right? So I did the breakup with the lawyer girl. Then I only had like one kind of small relationship in between that. But then I started doing the cock carousel and playing girls and doing all that stuff. All right, free sex and banging out 38, 40-year-old women. I thought I was doing something, right? Thought I was doing something, but that, I'm the same age too. You're 40, I'm 40. We'll make a power couple. So these women will give you free access to sex, but then try to spin it into a relationship. And then what I figured out was during that time, I was trying to go from 120K a year to 200K. 
and I was slipping backwards, messing with low quality women. And I said, I remember one of these women knew my custody schedule, right? They knew my custody schedule. And so as a result, she knew when I could hang out. And there was an event I wanted to go to. And the event got me this skateboard back here. You see that uh, Steve Caballero uh, skateboard? Well, the event was where all of the, um, damn, I forget that, but all of Tony Hawk was going to be at this event and all of this stuff. So I wanted to go to this, this event. I'm going to pull it up. Damn, if I could find it. It's actually on Thrasher Magazine's website. The Bones Brigade. Let me see this. I'm going to see if I can bring it up. Bones Brigade Irvine. Irvine Thrasher. So Bones Brigade here. I'm actually on the magazine's website. Here it is, 2017. Let me see if I can find it. Yep. So 2017, here it is. Y'all going to be amazed. This is the beginnings of the free agent lifestyle. So I wanted to go to this event. I saw it. And then the woman is like, I know you don't have your kids. Just let's come hang out. And I was like, you're not entitled to my time. I can do whatever I want with my time. And then I started realizing if I actually go do what I want to do, I'll be happier in life. As opposed to being always trying to chase down and women, let me come over and let me do. Like I realized I started not liking that as much. And I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Watch this. It's documented. You can see it. This is the beginning right here. That's me with the skateboard right there on Thrasher Magazine's website. And I remember I chose to go to the event as opposed to go get an easy piece of peace leave. And the woman that I was going to, she lived in Long Beach. And I was just like, man, I didn't hit that. I'm done with that. So there I am. The gray's barely coming in. I got my Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack still played for the Raiders. And I got, I went to the damn Bones Brigade event. And I said, yo, I was like, if I actually did what I wanted to do, as opposed to always trying to chase down and mat it, I actually enjoyed life. And I enjoyed going to the event. I met Tony Hawk. I met Steve Caballero. I met all the dudes. I got autographs on that board. And at the time, I was making decent money. But then I was like, you know what? Why don't I do that? was the free agent lifestyle right there. That was when I started it. That right there. Let me see if I can pull the tab. There's Thrasher Magazine right there. There's the event. Uh, Nixon and Bones Brigade freak out. Uh, April 2017. April 2017. So where are we at? 2022? And from that point, I started going, I'll travel on my own. I'll go to the football games on my own. I'll start doing what I want to do as opposed to being messing with these girls in between my breaks. I'll start making YouTube videos. So I started making YouTube videos in 2018. 2018 is when I started it. So the philosophy started to develop right then. And so here it is right here. There's some guys here. I think I'm in the background in one of these other pictures. Uh. There's Steve Caballero right there signing autographs. There I am right there. There I am, bare, barely gray. And um, where is it here? There's another picture of me in the background. Probably he's talking to a woman, but <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Oh, there I am right there. You can barely see me, but I'm sitting right there. 
And I remember I was like, the girl was blowing my phone up. Come over. I know you can come over. I know you got time for me. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Why don't we just hang out? And I was like, man, screw that chick. <laughs> and it took, it takes men a while to get to that point. Cause what most men do, cause at that point, you know, I didn't have a, a lot of available time. Let me see. There's another picture. Oh no, that's it. So the time that I had, there were multiple women trying to clamor for, you know, I know your kids aren't with you this weekend. You can hang out. I haven't seen you and all this stuff. And that's when I finally said, man, screw these women, bro. I ain't got time for them. I'm going to start doing what I want to do. <laughs> Somebody says, this, do coach, do you have a cash app? Yep. Dollar sign CGA live. And then once I started doing that, then I started traveling on my own. I started going to football games on my own. And like, I was like, man, this is way better. <laughs> and then you start at that point, people start seeing your lifestyle and they're like, dang, what you doing? And you look like you enjoy yourself. Girls like, I want to come. But next time you do something, I want to go with you. Then you start telling them what you're going to do. And if you want to see me, come where I'm at. And somewhere like, now nah, I want you to take me out to the restaurant and dinner and sit there and listen to me talk endlessly. I'm like, no, nope, I don't want to do that. I'm going to be at the firearm range. You can come see me there. Well, I don't like guns. Okay, bye. Uh, Hannah, I don't like doing that. I don't, that seems like a boring thing to do. I don't want to go to some skateboard committee. Who are these guys? I don't want to go to Comic-Con. I don't want to go to WonderCon. That seems like a nerdy thing to do. You seem corny and lame. Okay, I'll be corny and lame. Bye. You can go to a restaurant. We can have a good time, and we can go back to my apartment. We could go. Nope, I'm I'm good. He says, you talking about sisters? Nope. These are white women, uh, Latina women. They were all equally as boring. Women want to talk about their job. That's where they came up with the focus on my career. 38, 40-year-old women. Oh, I got a career and I got a job and a degree. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and listen to that. I literally was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to live what I want to do. You can tag along or you cannot come at all. But I'm not going to be shuffling and running around every time you call me up <laughs> nope i'll get to you when i get to you and if you ain't gonna be sit around and be patient for it bye-bye give it to someone else so 2017 right there you guys got the origin date of the free agent lifestyle and it's documented thrasher magazine april 10th 2017 so we were rolling in, just coming out of 2016. And you can see me right there. Look at how happy I am. I'm happy. I'm literally going, like I was, I was, guys, when you're around women, you're miserable until you enter their body. You're like, God damn, I got to put up with this. She talking all loud. Look, let me just get the, you're not happy being around them. You're not happy. Like I always tell men. When you go on dates, it's not fun. For women, it's fun. And they're like, hey, I got to do this. And we went here and we had this dinner and he got this restaurant and I had this steak. With men, you're organizing all of that and you're trying to make all the plans together. You're not having fun. Your fun comes at the end if she doesn't pat you on the head. Your fun comes when she spreads her legs. If she doesn't do that, almost guaranteed you had no fun. But when I discovered I can have my own hobbies and interests, and then what you'll find is other women have the same interests. Once you get there, 
they actually ain't looking down at you. Oh, you went to some skateboard. These people are like, oh, you're into skateboards too? You're into this too? You're into football? You're into this team? You're into that? Now you're now you're with people who have a common interest as opposed to trying to get people to like what you want to do when they want to do what they want to do on your dime. Well, I want you to take me out. I want you to go to the fair and the festival and the farmer's market. I'm, all of this philosophy started right here. April 2017. This is when I started mapping that shit out. <laughs> all right. Many men find this out early in life. But most men figure this out later. Look how happy I am. I'm freaking smiling, beaming. I'm beaming with. Pro Look at this. I'm like, shit. Look at that cell phone. What is that? A Blackberry? <laughs> and men, be happy. Be happy doing what you like to do. Like I always tell you, be a lame. Nerd out. If you win the uh, drums and electric guitar, nerd out. If you win the violin, if you win the damn action figures, if you win to comic books, video get just be you. Because... You trying to be a character by running game, you're you're being disingenuous to yourself. Men who run game and depend on game, you're not being really you. You're being a mask of yourself. You're being a shell of yourself. You're being something and you're luring yourself and playing a character to get something from a woman who is probably low quality. You're not being you. You're not being authentic. You're not some James Bond-ass character. Some dudes are. You're not James Bond. You're a goofy lane like everybody else. You're a fake personality ninja like everybody else. You're not that. You're not a player like that. No, you're not like that 24-7 because I know you're a player with the girls and your ass come back building Legos and action figures afterwards. Yeah, you're a man. You're a regular flesh and blood man like everybody else. You're not James Bond. You're not freaking uh, Idris Elba. You're not a Mac. You're a goofy just like everybody else. And you like goofy stuff. You like wrestling like everybody else. You watch wrestling. Admit it. <laughs> you watch MMA and boxing. You watch the... Come on, man. Let's be real. When, once you start being real about yourself, you like to go fishing. You like to hunt. You like... Once you start being real with yourself, you can actually... You can actually relax and love being yourself. You can actually relax instead of playing the character out there. Let me get my fresh gear dip, and you fresh all the time. Man, please, just relax and be you. You'll be much happier in life. And meanwhile, you'll start getting attention from women that actually will. I like you. I like you being lame and goofy. Then you can pick because now you got your money, right? You can enjoy your life. And then you can be like, hey, this is my life. You either like it or not. And if they don't like it, tell they ass to kick rocks. Bye. You don't like my action figure collection? You don't like my helmet collection? You don't like my wrestling belt collection? You don't like me making YouTube videos? Kick rocks. <laughs> because I can tell them to kick rocks. Because this is what makes me happy. Most of the time being with them, it does not make me happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> Period. And once you guys figure this out and stop hustling backwards by being fake persona, game, fake ass Jane Bonds, all right, fake rich dudes, fake in like you got money. Once you stop being fake and being real and authentic, because some of these PUAs that are selling you game are faker than a damn $3 bill, 
you'll start to be the man that you need to be. <laughs> oh, anyway, man, I got to get to the contributor. Sorry, man, I got off on a tangent. Mr. Hunt is in the building. Thank you for the good advice, he says. Thank you, sir. Mr. Shabazz says moving to Vegas to coach Kansas City is dead. Yes, it is. I did this Kansas City once, and people were not happy. <laughs> they were not happy. I'm not happy. So I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to not this Kansas City for the near future. Dang, boy, we got another sponsor in the building. Can I say your name? Jonathan Williams. We'll call you Jay Will. He says these 304s are winning. <laughs> he says congrats on the studio. I'm telling you guys, man, I'm, I, the whole thing about free agent lifestyle, you guys thought that's why it was, you know, MGTOW, then I went free agent lifestyle because I didn't want to have guys believing women will never be a part of your life. The point of the free agent lifestyle was to say, once you improve your life, then you can go backwards. Once you hustle forward, you can go backwards and then you'll eliminate 80% of the women right off the rip in which you wouldn't have trying to be a player. You wouldn't have eliminated them. You literally would have took them as they were and let them wreck your lives. But once you go free agent, 80% of the women won't qualify. You won't even look at some of these women giving you choosing signals. You'll at least be able to say, I'd rather prefer pay for the junior college two hour, hour and 45 uh, minimum that I would spend with the woman and I will go back and enjoy my life. I, it's worth 300 bucks. <laughs> it's worth 300 bucks because it means nothing to me. I make 100K. I make 200K. I make 300K. I'll for, here's 300 bucks, ma'am. Go about your day. And the reality is there's women that are doing that. But you're not getting her soul, coach. You're demoralizing yourself. No, I'm not. It's absolutely, it's absolutely meaningless to me. I don't have to listen to her. I don't have to cohabitate with her. I don't have to move in with her. I don't have to take her out on a date unless I choose to take her out on a date. I can bring over, I can pick the one I want. She'll deliver it over like a hot slice of pizza. And then I'll probably disconnect with her by giving her a parting gift. I don't have to listen to her career. I don't have to listen to any of those conversations. I don't have to listen to her talking about island hopping. I can basically get the connection I want, get the person I want, disconnect with them, go back and live my life. I don't have time to get someone's soul. I have no time for that, nor any interest in getting her soul. All right, let's get the rest of the PayPal's. Thank you for the contribution today. The Blue Chip Mindset uh, Stream does get real at times. Shout out to A.D. Austin. Why she ain't cooking? Some guys just look for the bare minimum. She's not cooking for those kids. And she's sitting around mad because she he brought McDonald's. Sad. Shout out to Chairman Mo. The ratchetness, the, ratchetness, the ratchetness is off the scale. This single mother is so um, illogical, negligent, irresponsible, arrogant, selfish, entitled, manipulative, and abusive. We basically have four more kids that will end up getting a knee to their neck from the cops at worst or end up on the school to prison pipeline at best. What is even worse is that if you try to hold these straggle-daggle single mothers accountable, you are the bad guy. What kind of society are we living in? I'm lucky that as a member of the Bruce Lee community, I can run off to China and not have to live in such a degenerate degeneracy 
that is back in Canada, the U.S. and the West. But damn. The West, yeah, I think he's back in China. But uh, we live in a degenerate society. What's good is bad, and then what's bad is good. What's right is wrong, and what's wrong is right. Uh, but the only people held accountable for their decisions are men. And uh, we get embarrassed for doing something right, and they somehow turn it and make it wrong. Shout out to uh, Reginald, we'll call you. If that food was delivered for her, I bet she would have eaten it in front of the kids. This is more about her not wanting to be called out by her kids about why the dad don't do this. He says more than it is about sibling alienation. And that is true, too. That's absolutely true, too. I didn't think about that because her kids will say, Mom, how come you can't give me McDonald's? Or how come the my daddy can't give me McDonald's, but their daddy can't? Now she has to answer an accountability question. And uh, then she's just going to blame the man for it. You're absolutely right. Mr. Cook, T. Cook is in the building. I would have brought deli meat, cheese, and a loaf of bread. It's more nutritious and can, be, and can feed everybody. But I bet she already has food in the house. She just doesn't want to make anything. Not only that, you have to ask, why does he have to bring the kid lunch? So you're thinking about that. Don't they have food in the house? But. The reason why is she said she doesn't get her food stamps until the seventh. DJ Trip here, coach. I've been saying that men truly are the problem with modern women today, coach. Not the women. True. Men are the problem. We're dealing with women like this. Absolutely true. He's not wrong, but it is his fault for getting himself in this situation. Men fail to realize that modern women are for recreational use only. No long-term commitment. I've often said that. I agree. I often say, why did you, not all women are to be fornicated with. I know that's tough. Not all women are to be sexed down. Just because she's available, I get it. But see, this is what happens when you get free women. Free women cost the most. When will we learn? So he, it is his fault. He chose that partner. Late to the show, Harold L. says, I saw an article last night. After the show on PayPal. No, I sent you an article. It says, uh, definitely in your wheelhouse. Oh, yes, it was about the, um, I saved the link. The article, what was the article about? Maybe it's on my other computer. I did get the link, though. It was the chicken, the chicken one, right? The chicken one in Memphis. <sighs> Should we do that today? If you guys have time, maybe we'll do that tonight. We'll save that one for tonight. Because I could go off on a tangent. It's already two hours and 30 minutes. It was the Memphis chicken article, wasn't it? Damn disaster. All right. The, the, yes. Oh. <laughs> Just wait till we show you the Memphis chicken article. All right. He says, here's another one. Shout out to the people who travel in the spirit of Elijah and the spirit of the dark side. Appreciate you, brother, for that one. Yeah, the Memphis chicken article. That was wow. This is why I tell y'all, y'all need to leave the community. Deadly Edley, charge higher rates coach in California than live cheap in cheaper states. Charge higher rates, coaching rates in California than live cheaper. Um, well, I was doing personal contact. So you had to come see me. So um, yeah, <laughs> you guys know what I mean. So fitness training, yeah. You can't live in another state in fitness training. Um, where are we at here? 
Mr. Norris says, here is what would, wait, here's what it would have gone to Hulu in the past. Oh, he says, I have no pay for service stream. Wait, I have no pay for streaming service, no pay for TV and keep my bills low. Why should the money, why, sorry, man, I messed up your whole thing. Why spend the money if I'm not going to use the services? Oh, and I do go to the gym and I run consistently, so I have no time for TV anyway. Shout out to you on that one. Thank you. And I told you the story of I didn't have cable TV for almost six years. I didn't have cable TV. I think I had streaming services, but I went six years with no cable, meaning the Raiders sucked by the, I mean, I know you guys think the Raiders suck now, but they were tragic, like two and 14, four and 12. So I'd never really had to see a game. And I think I got cable the year was that 2016 or 2017 when Derek Hardy went like 10 and six? I was like, oh, the Raiders winning now? I was like, I need to see the game. But I didn't have cable for six years. From about 2012 to 2018. When was that year that they went? To, uh, it was like five years. Cable free. And back then, cable, <laughs> back then, cable was where it was at. But cable sucks now. Cable was disastrous. <laughs> Sorry for my reading skills. Cable is worthless. But then I then I actually I actually only had internet only. But then they put the internet so high, you might as well have cable. No cable for five. I think it was five years, right about six. So shout out to Mr. Norris in the building. I chopped up your damn super chat. But appreciate you passing those Hulu services over here. All right. I think we got everybody. Tonight show, we got two great stories. Hold on for a second. We're not done yet. Dark Knight says, for the wisdom. Yes, sir. June said, thanks for answering my question in the chat. Thank you, sir, for that. No government name says longtime fan. First donation. Appreciate you out here. I got money. All right, man. Look, that's the blue chip mindset and a wrap. We're going to get ready to go. We got two great stories later today. We got a Memphis chicken incident, and it's going to set the community top back some 50 years with this one. Get ready for the community to get set back. It has to do with chicken and brothers and sisters getting shot in Memphis. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! And we're also gonna do the teacher who was on OnlyFans that got impregnated by her student. Oh! <laughs> Shout out to the coach gang. Like the stream on the way out. And we out of here. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out. 